And Man, then, I got to say before you can get on it, you were so much better than that guy. <laughs> dude, <laughs> you Thanks, fucked dude. that Thanks. fight up, though. Thanks, like, bro. Like, you, you should have you whipped his ass. Boys, you hearing this? I mean, No, we, uh, we're uh, all in agreement. You should have whipped uh, his on ass. A, like, on a, on, a, on a technical <laughs> aspect, so much better than that guy. I think he let emotions get... I mean, I only got to watch highlights because I was in Texas hunting yeah. when the fight happened. But... uh uh, for one, you got fucked on the two points. That should have never been two points. If anything, at the most, one point, if not a warning. He was going to go down from the uppercut no matter what. He threw a picture of us in the trash. Yeah, what He's is that, mad. dude? <laughs> Zoom this in is on a phenomenal. that, Drake. Can you get that far in? It's a picture of the three of us, like, friendship. Like, After joy. the last podcast, I guess we went a little hard on him. He threw the picture out <laughs> in the garbage, dude. I opened the garbage, just spitting it, and there's us in the garbage. What's yo, wrong, you dude? Know, yo, I'm not, I'm not that petty guy. I'm not that petty. I wouldn't do that. I, I would handle it with physicality. Someone else threw that picture away. Maybe it's a sign that we're trash. Oh, Maybe it's a sign right. that this podcast is trash. <laughs> you ever think about that? It's a solid point. Uh, hey, it could be. By the way, um, welcome back to Impulsive, the number one podcast in the world. That's a fact. I mean, at this point, we got nominated for a streamy boys. Yep, science. that's coming up. Um, who are who are we up against again? We're up against Dobrik. the Tiny Meat Gang, which is uh, Cody Co. Tiny Meat, his boy Dobrik. Okay. I think they're H three podcast. Yeah, yeah. Look, the Jay Shetty up there. Jay Shetty, Shetty, yeah, that's it. There's five. Yeah. So I'm gonna be honest. I need to win something this year. I gotta get this win. We gotta take it. I need this win. I'm feeling like Jay Shetty's. You think Shetty will take it? They just gave David Dobrik, dude. Nah, nah. That's heartthrob of the fucking year, dude. But here's the here's here's the thing. I think David's gonna clean up everywhere else. And I think, think they like, might give like us a pity a, award. A pity lob. Yeah. <laughs> like here, impulsive, like we like what you've done. Right. Um, you've had a lot of very interesting guests on, <laughs> and you three morons somehow managed to win. Actually, this award, I won a streamy award before. Mike's converted wow. to the night shift sign, wow. but what is this for? Yeah, what was What did I win it for? Oh, easy. <sighs> Logan Paul, short form comedy, which is why wow. I'm going back to TikTok. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Not happening. Boys. I don't know, man. I don't want to discourage you from ultimately maybe like an amazing career move. Boys, listen. Uh, again, coming off this L, maybe. Uh, I think it's time to just do another career shift. I'm going to be a TikToker. That's it. Said and done TikToking. Could be it. Hey, uh, you told me something before the podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My, my girlfriend, Angel, she's been waking up and doing about two hours of meditation every morning. Yeah, she's doing meditation, sound sound healing, sound therapy. She's studying uh, to be a Reiki energy worker. It's she's pretty, studying pretty to be a Reiki? Reiki. Is that like a Reiki, someone who rakes? How does that similar? How does it go where you wake up in the morning and you're like, I'm going to spend the new next two hours. Well, hold on a sec. This one's confusing to me yeah, because she's, it. hold on, because she's doing it to further like a profession, by the way, and like a career in it. So it's almost like work too. But some of these other people are like, yeah, I got up this morning and like the swell was fucking great, dude. I went and ran it up for like three hours down in fucking Yoba Linda. So are you, you guys know, not, like, you're not morning people? Bro, is that it? Or I what, what's get the up. The reason I ask is I get up, I walk downstairs, I set up my computer and I stare at this fucking thing until he says, hey man, time for a podcast or uh, uh, what the German kids says, Time to shoot the fucking night shift. And then I do that and then I go back to my computer and then I close the computer and I close my eyes and go to sleep. Fucking sucks ass, bro. Who has that much time to meditate? Two hours? So she's For doing what? she's doing like an extended amount. I've actually been hitting some some longer sessions as well, up into How the hour long, range. Bro? Hour. Okay, listen. Yeah. 
Why? I, it's it's hard to like explain it. You got to actually try it. Like it's something that you don't realize. Like there's this thing going around in Silicon Valley now called dopamine fasting. I don't know if you've heard about this. I read the article you sent me. Yeah, so there, it's a serious problem because we're constantly on social media. We're constantly scrolling through stuff and our brain doesn't have time to heal. Even when you're sleeping, your brain's still active. So meditation can be a time where you intentionally shut your brain off to recover and you can actually retain a lot more information. I actually love that answer, and uh, I, I really do want to get into meditation. Two hours is a bit long. An yeah, hour, yeah. I think I could pull off. I just am slightly scared of, like, okay, when you meditate, you're supposed to close your eyes, right? And just be silent mm-hmm. on your lonesome, peace, calm, quiet. So I saw I saw Andre meditating this past weekend at, at the ranch. Yeah, um, under yeah. a tree, There's a lot of <laughs> a lot of beautiful trees oh, there. Yeah, and I see Andre, you know, crystals just strung out on his neck, big big blanket across his legs, looking like a looking like a a real yogi floating yeah, in the clouds. And all it. of a sudden, I see Broly going up to going up to Andre. You know, sniff him, give him a greeting. No, no, Broly lifts up his leg, yeah. starts pissing on meditating yeah. Andre. Yeah. And I and, I, and here's the best part. Mm-hmm. He was pissing on the blanket on top of Andre, so Andre didn't know. Ooh. And I just soaked in the glory, knowing that I could tell Andre he was pissed on during his meditation by my dog. Did he? Did he flinch at all? No, no, not at all. It was almost like he didn't he notice, gets it. dude. He gets it, dude. See, meditation just it what, doesn't I mean, matter if you're getting pissed on, dude. You can just get out of that situation with a little meditation. Are you at the end of the day? Are you uh, if you meditate? Are you a fire hydrant? For animals to piss on. Like, think Apparently, about yeah. that. Apparently, yeah. Apparently, yeah. You got to be careful, dude. You got to be careful where you meditate. I mean, that's, yeah. Like, you're so present that you don't even know what's going on in the present. No idea. <laughs> no idea. So, are you past? Like, dude, what, are you, what are you? I think, I think so. I've been reading this book right here. <clears throat> it's by Sadhguru. We got to go to one of his courses because this, it, it makes me realize, like, the reason why I meditate personally is because this dude... He's like, he's one of many who have have basically become enlightened. And by meditating so often and for so many years, they reach this point where they're just connected to everything. Like they don't, you don't need anything physical to like please you or to to give you your stimuli. Yeah, I lost you guys, didn't I? No, You're I'm both li- gone. No, I'm listening. I, I just, don't even I see was, him. But. I was just thinking of, I was just thinking of when Andre. <laughs> my, my camo, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't find you. I was thinking when Andre told us that he was going to go on that retreat. <laughs> <laughs> I know, what happened? Nothing. Andre Andre's going on, on a retreat. He's going to meditate and uh, be vegan and stuff. Good for him. <laughs> what, what happened? I'll tell you after the podcast. Don't even worry Sorry, about it. Sorry, I just okay, wanted to yeah. say it because it was when he said it, it was just so funny. Though. Don't even worry about it. We got <laughs> yeah, a sponsor. Yeah. Attention, past, present, and future my bookie players for this week only. My bookie is offering a risk-free bet on the Bears Lions game. Simply choose a team against the spread for up to $250. If you win, congrats. You've got extra holiday spending money. If you lose, congratulations to you as well. My bookie will give you all of your money back. <laughs> what? What is good? It's a no-brainer because you literally cannot lose. It's no risk. It's all gravy, bro. Doesn't yeah, matter it- whether you're an experienced player or a first-time customer. But my my bookie welcomes all to come play. So quit waiting around and sign up today. Just log on to mybookie.ag and make your first deposit with the promo code Logan. And my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar to jumpstart your bankroll. And that's on top of the risk-free bet. You play, you win, you get paid. 
my boogie. Except it's the Lions, man. Like, I'm from Michigan. I love the Lions, but <laughs> that's a tough team to bet on, especially team, against bro. the Bears, bro. Aren't the Bears a pretty quality fucking. What's the spread on? It? I don't know. But shout out my bookie for funding everything we've done over yeah. the past 10 years. And also, if you want to sponsor our New Year's trip, that's a. <laughs> Actually, yeah, my bookie. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Charlie, if you're watching this right now, dude, we got a big trip coming up for New Year's and we'd love to have you a part of What's it. Go- Am I invited to that, by the way? Yeah. It just may not be your cup of hot cider. Oof. Or, or green tea or whatever you vegan sharing. Why, what's up? I don't know. It'd be fucking anarchy, dude. It's going to be people really? punching the shit out of each other, fucking uh, imagine each other. Like, yeah, imagine like naked people with... Uh, Lots of smoke and alcohol. Oh, interesting. Drug use for okay. everyone except me, of Meditation course, in the morning? Yeah, I mean, you call it meditation when you pass out, blackout. <laughs> I mean, technically, you're meditating. You just don't, you didn't fucking intend on it. <laughs> um, all right, guys, I want to introduce our guest. This is, a, this is a big one for me. Ladies and gentlemen, he is a former UFC champion. That is champion, unlike I was able to pull off. He's one of my favorite fighters and overall badass. It's TJ Dillashaw. Oh, hold on. Yep. Yep. Come in that way. <laughs> Hold on a second, dude. I don't know what is going on right now, but I don't fucking like it, dude. <laughs> He's the second guest to walk oh, in this way. Who was the other one? I forget. But he I was, think it was uh, Alex no. Jones. He was proud he did it. Oh, I, I remember. Oh, yeah. Could have been Belfort. What up, TJ? What's going on, guys? Why'd you choose that route? I don't know. Looked like the best route here. to take. I That's mean, what I like he, here. <laughs> he is exactly right. If you think about it, why would anyone choose that route? Dude, the amount of man junk I've had wiped across my <laughs> shoulders, bro, is like illegal in most states. It's not right. Oh, man. All right. Well, here we are. How you doing, bro? Oh, I can't complain, dude. Things have been uh, things have been real good. Been busy as shit, but uh, real good. What 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 what, are you, what have you been busy doing? Oh, uh, man. I got a new uh, clean juice I'm starting. It's a juice bar. Um, we serve everything from salads, juices, acai bowls, things like that. But hey, it's uh, yeah, I it's a franchise that. on the East Coast that's moving West Coast, and I'm actually the area developer for them. So we're going to open 63 stores from San Diego to North LA. Tight. So we're hustling with that. My first store will open here. I'll do our soft opening the beginning of December, so a couple weeks. Sick. Is that it's the first USDA organic? Yeah, it's the only USDA organic franchise, actually. Really? There's, yeah. It's, the it's, only? I mean, dude, yeah, there's so many hoops you got to jump through to become USDA approved organic to get that stamp. And uh, it takes a lot. Yeah, man. Um, so it's a big deal. I mean, you see those nectars, those pressed juiceries out here. Yeah. And uh, everyone thinks they're being healthy. You know, those Jamba juices, you go and get something that's loaded with sugar. Um, you don't really realize what you're you're taking in. But uh Everything we give is all organic. You know, the only thing is sweetened it is What's uh, it organic fruit. Clean juice. Clean juice? Yeah, man. Is it your your business or you are you just took over the expansion? It, so it's a, it's a franchise. I'm into okay. the franchise. Oh, okay. uh, they, they looked into sponsoring me. Um, I talked about, you know, doing a bunch of cold press juicing on Rogan's podcast. And so they were interested on my diet and wanted to like just send me juice. And I kind of vetted out the company. was real interested in just opening my own store. Very cool. Because um, California needed it. I mean, it's a perfect market for it. Um, we're going to bring the brand cool and bring it out here. I got a couple food trucks I'm starting as well as my first br- brick and mortar we're starting up and then uh, we're going to take over SoCal. Sick. So yeah, man. Is this your Congrats. first uh, venture into business? Because I'm, I'm always curious with athletes specifically, and I actually said this in the last podcast, sort of afraid for them after they're done being an athlete because yeah. you can't be an athlete forever and then what happens? Yeah, and you don't have the time to focus on business when you're trying to be the best in the world. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm, I had a title fight coming up, there's no way I can focus on the things yeah. I've been doing. I was going to try to do it, but um, the, I have a suspension right now. I've been out for the last almost a year now. It's been, what, 10 months? And uh, because of that, it's been somewhat of a blessing. I've been able to set myself uh, business-wise. I have this. I got a spice company. Uh, me and my business partner started a uh, fit form that's a... Uh, 
it's a f- mainly a fitness. Um, like we white label and create apps for people that are in the fitness world. Um, mm-hmm. So right now we're we're trying to create an app for a couple of big clients. Um, so making big moves. Um, also starting trying to start a big cannabis farm up in my uh, hometown, Angels Camp. Oh wait, I have I have so, to ask. So because because I agree with you, I think it's so hard to. I just got out of my training camp. It was yeah. very hard to multitask. I mean, next, if you want to take it serious, next right? next yeah. to impossible. I can't. I canceled the podcast. We stopped vlogging. All I did was train. Yeah. Um. And you described that as being or being what it takes to win a championship. Yeah. But you're also doing so many things business wise. Do you think it's wise to spread yourself that thin instead of applying the same mentality as as the the tunnel vision fighter? <laughs> Um, to an extent, you gotta, you gotta, I mean, I could have more projects if I wanted to. Right. And I've kind of narrowed that down to an extent. And I have a great team. You got to surround yourself with people you trust. That them? And yeah, I got a couple of guys with me that are part of my business team. A guy, uh, Nathan here that helped me out with clean juice. Right. Dusty here. He's a, uh, he's the one that started fit for him. He's the one that's creating apps and, uh, Help me start my uh, website, tjdillashaw.com, and my whole online academy. I have a fit to fight program. If you're looking to get in shape or learn how to throw punches and kick someone in the head, that's a perfect program. Anywhere from a professional athlete to someone even just wanting to get in shape can can join the program. So, um, yeah, you got to have a team behind you that you trust that can take a lot of the stuff off. I mean, I can kind of dictate and help things out and use my name and, and my publicity, but really I need a team behind me to do it all. How'd you How'd you find those guys? That you're working with now. What's the um, process look like for finding a strong backbone or, for your team? Organically, you know, throughout relationships I've had for a long time. Nathan's a, a newer relationship that I found through Clean Juice. Um, I actually hired him from corporate, so he was running shit out in North Carolina. And uh, I asked him to leave his job and to move out to California to help me be an area developer. Um, I've known Dusty for six years now. Met him through, maybe even longer, I met him through On It when I was sponsored by On It. Um, and just knew that he was a whiz with, uh, the technology. I mean, dude, I grew up in like a, a real hillbilly redneck town up in Northern California to where, um, when it comes to technology and doing things on the computer and whatnot, I'm, I'm like a grandpa, you know I mean? Really? I, I can't really, I mean, I don't really do much of that stuff, you know? So it's nice to have a team behind me that kind of points me in the right direction. Uh, so are, so are you running your social media? Yeah, I run my social media for the most part. I mean, obviously there's some content that's created outside of me, yeah. but, um, yeah, I'm posting it up. I'm commenting. I'm, I'm going back and forth with that. Yo, TJ, I'm, I'm just listening to you talk. You seem very smart. You seem nonchalant. You seem confident, but I've also seen you fight. Yeah. And I'm wondering, like, like I was just watching some clips before you came <laughs> and where does, where does this come from? <laughs> because Oof. this doesn't seem like the guy I'm talking to right now. Oof. Yeah, man. Um, I feel like that's a, the case with a lot of MMA fighters, actually a lot of martial artists. They don't carry a chip on our shoulder. I think putting that much time in the gym. And uh, oh, when you train that fucking hard and you go that hard with good ass people, you're never going to have the best day. You're going to get your ass kicked some days in yeah. the gym. And if you're not, if you're always winning, you got to go to a new gym. Yeah. You got to find somewhere where someone can't beat your ass every now Facts. and then. And so it, you you have those places. So if you train that hard every day and you had a bad day, you you come home, you don't have a chip on your shoulder anymore. I've let out all my aggression I possibly can. Um, and then once you're confident and you know you can fuck everyone up, there's no point <laughs> if I pump my chest up. I feel like that's like a defense mechanism, right? If I knew that you could fuck me up, but I didn't want you to, if I didn't want to fight you, I'd act like I'm even tougher than I need to be. Uh, but I don't, I don't need to do that, right? I feel like that's, uh, that's like just broed out, right? Yeah. Just, just yeah. Act it, tough to, yeah. to scare someone, right? What is it? The biggest grape in a fruit fight fight gets squeezed for everyone? Some shit like that. Like that's <laughs> that usually seems, the, that seems right. It's I usually like the that. loudest. It's usually I the like loudest that. person that <laughs> presents Makes the, the most noise. No, presents the lowest bu- size bite. One hundred percent. Oh, oh, <laughs> you know what oh okay, I'm I got you. Yeah. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh yeah, 
That's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, have you always been a badass, though? Like, have you been kicking people in the head since high school? I've wrestled my whole life. So I've wrestled since I was eight. Um, I've always had to... Uh, I always had to fight because I was small, you know. I mean, I graduated high school weighing 119 pounds. Damn. Um, just a little guy, you know. And so it was easy to think someone could, they think they could fuck me up. But then me being a wrestler, I've always had to defend myself. And been in many street fights because of it. Um, I just became aggressive because I got two brothers. I'm the middle child, always competing, always beating each other's ass. And just, I think my my aggressiveness from that just comes from, like, the the, the thrill of competition. Yeah. I don't care if we're playing fucking Monopoly, if we're fighting, whatever it may be, you be me, I'm fucking pissed, you know? <laughs> I, I don't, I do not like to lose, man. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I hate it. Do you, so. think, do you think you're wired differently? Because, like, fighting is obviously not a normal job, and it's funny because you're the first fighter we've had on since my fight. Okay. And becoming a professional fighter and fighting with no head guards and 10-ounce gloves, and you, you, you fight with, like, four ounce, right? Yeah, in, four in ounce. MMA, yeah. Which is insane. Uh, yeah. Not to mention the head kicks and the submissions. Um, it, it's no joke, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you definitely have to be wired a little different. Um, you can't, obviously can't be scared. And you'd be scared you're never going to make it anyways. Um, you got to have, I, don't, I mean, I can't even explain it. It's something that, like, I love it. I love this shit. Like, I love, I mean, I push myself harder than anybody I've ever met. No one's going to outwork me. I'm obsessed about being the best. And, uh I love doing it. I love putting those six hour days in, you know, I like going to my strength conditioning coach and him just fucking obliterating me and me feeling good about it the next day or waking up in the morning and running for an hour, you know, um, putting in all that, all that time. I, I mean, that's all I've ever done. I've never had a job. I've only competed, you know, six hour days, that's some days. Yeah. I mean, you can't do that every day. Your body will crash, yeah. right? You got to cycle it. But yeah, some days will be six hours. Um, I usually take two days off a week. They're not always the same days. It depends on, I sleep with a heart rate monitor on. It tells me like when I'm recovered and when I'm not. What's your resting heart heart rate when you're, uh, tri- when like I'm in peat? my teep, um, I mean, it'll get down to low forties. Um, I mean, it's, it's hit. I mean, like the average will probably be like mid, mid forties when I'm in super good shape, but it'll get down to high thirties every now and then a peak of it. Right. Cause your, your, uh, heart rate doesn't ever beat. I mean, you don't want it to beat rhythmic. If it beats every second, you're actually overworked. Your central nervous system's fucked. You actually want it to beat like maybe 0.8 and then 0.6 at 1.2. It like kind of bounces all over the place. And that knows that your central nervous system's like ready to fire. And then my coach, he's a straight up genius. He's the one that created the algorithm that, when I wake up in the morning, he'll tell me like that my percentage of recovery. I know how hard I can go the next day. Like really? I, have, I have a schedule in place. Like I know like these are the certain days I'm going to push hard, and I've got down to the science now that I know when I need to take my time off. But maybe I'm starting to get. He'll know before I even know that I'm getting sick. Like, like hey man, you need to rest up. It looks like you might be getting a cold or you might be fighting off some sort of skin infection or something. Like something your body, your immune system's fucked. You need to make sure to take a little bit extra lighter the next day. Um, is wow. it, and that's a technology or he, yeah. So he's, he's, uh, the world's best calculus teacher. He won an award for it. Really? Actually. Yeah. He Holy used to, shit. yeah. He used to work for NASA, helped develop the nuclear anti-defense system, but quit because he missed a couple of Christmases with his kids and wanted to move home and then became a calculus teacher and, uh, won an award for the world's best calculus. I mean, people try travel all over the world to come and take his, go to his private school because of him. And he's also just like a, 
an MMA coach? Well, he was an old school wrestler that got into triathletes. He's an Ironman. He's like a 13-time Ironman, which those are fucking he's insane. A, he's a, what, a one-time? Two and a half. Two and a half? Two and a yeah, half. You quit? Oh, yeah, half right. Ironman. Okay. Yeah, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I thought you quit halfway through one of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, hell no. No, but yeah, he's done 13 of them. So he's like, how smart he is, he just got into the way the body works. Mm. And so he just went full bore. And now, like, I mean... There's not, a, I mean, I do hair analysis. I do like, like my supplementation, you can't just go out and buy. It's for my DNA. It's for like what Damn. my body works. The toxins I have in my body, I'm pushing them out for a reason. Like I found out I had a lot of arsenic in my body. I don't know if that was from chewing tobacco in college. Wow. If that was eating too much rice, maybe my tattoos. Wow. But I had to push that out of my body because it was messing with like uh, my hormone levels and things like that. So. How long did that take to push out of your body? A couple of years completely. I mean, I was really high. So, I mean, it, it you can't do it all at once. I mean, there's things you can do through IV that'll help you pull them out, but I can't do that legally as well as it almost puts your body into shock. You need to like slowly push it out of your body through like diet and supplementation. Like, Do you do, you do like fasting and like I juice fast. cleanses and all that kind of I stuff? I definitely do a bunch of juice cleansing. I fast um, at certain times, not always. I mean, when I'm working out hard, I can't do that. That's wild. But, like the certain kind of things I juice, like if you juice in cilantro, cilantro is really good to get heavy metals out of your body. Mm. So if you have some sort of arsenic or heavy metal in your body, juicing cilantro will help. Taking the chlorellas, like methionine is an amino acid that will push it out and things like that. You um, yeah. you hesitant about overtraining because, like you say, you, you say you take pride in in, in training really hard, and, and I did too. Yeah. Um, and the first fight I had, I I, I overtrained. Yeah. Like and it, it's very easy, very easy. Yeah, especially when it's all you know. Like yeah. I, all I really know in life is just like work my ass off. Yeah. Um, and this last fight, I was kind of pulled back a little bit, and mm -hmm. my conditioning was actually much, much better because of it. Yeah. I mean, you guys make fun of them about like meditation and things like that too, right? But it's the whole thing of uh, even when I'm when I'm in my hard training camps, I need to like. I need to escape, right? So I don't like full on go and like make a time for meditation, but maybe I'm doing four days a week of a uh, hyperbaric chamber. I get locked in a chamber where I can't talk or text or do anything for an hour to 90 minutes. That's like my form of meditation. Or if I know I need to like recover, even if it's with business or if it's with um, working out, it's super easy to overtrain. And I did not know this. I didn't know. I mean, I haven't been this scientific with my training my whole life. I ate whatever I wanted and I was a world champion. I worked my fucking ass off. I was a world champion. Um, I just credit that to working my ass off and being athletic. Yeah. But now the way, I mean, especially with me getting older and um, the, the way the sport is growing and how good it is, I think you always got to push it to the next level. And um, meeting my coach down here, that's why I moved back down to Southern California was meeting Sam Calavita out of the training lab. And gotcha. He's the one that's got me to be like ultra scientific. I mean, that's the whole reason why I have a juice company now is because mm. of him. I mean, I never did any kind of juicing before then, yeah. right? Um, or just all my all my recovery, everything. I mean, it's super easy to overtrain. And I redlined the shit out of my body the first probably six to seven years of my career. You uh did he did he recommend the hyperbaric chamber? Yeah, well I I was into that before I even so I, I bought my own. I had a hard chamber in Sacramento when I won the world title. Uh, my big splurge was buying like a like, so. There's different kinds of hyperbaric chambers. There's yeah, a soft yeah. chamber and there's a hard chamber. Did you you got the metallic one? Yeah, I got the acrylic submarine. Yeah, it's like a glass tank. Holy shit! And so I, that's like my my first big purchase that I bought. Other how, than, how much other did you drop on that? I got a good deal on it. I got one that was used. So I probably put a good like thirty thousand dollars into it to put it in my garage. <sighs> All right, there um, we go. These are but, crazy. Which one? Which one is yours? Mine is a Seacrest. It is. It's like the one down there, like the cartoon, like that one right there. Yeah, the one you're on top of. Yeah, that's what I have right there. Yeah. 
Um, oh, wow. Good. Yeah. So like you, Damn. it's super pressurized. So you're breathing hundred percent oxygen, Yeah. Um, which is, you know, I mean, if, y'all, if I was doing that right now, I'd feel a little bit of a high from it and I would just like feel energized, but I'm going to exhale everything I don't need to use. But when you're in one of these chambers, what it does is it forces it into your body. Cause it's, I sit at like 2.4 atmospheric pressures, which is like being 60 feet underwater. You go 60 feet? Yeah. I, I, go, I just did this for my fight. Yeah. And he'd stop me at 30 every yeah. time. I mean, there's, there's benefits for different, I mean, you know, the deeper it goes, like, so I'm doing it for my injury. I had double shoulder surgery. Oh, yeah. So I'm doing it to heal for shoulder surgery. I'm doing it for brain. Like, the deeper you go to is also better for your brain yep. for, like, uh, yep. CTE prevention and things like that. I was going to ask you um, about that. Yeah, man. It's, it's big for that. It's huge for uh, any kind of trauma. I need um, to, I need that to get, CBD. get one of those. Cause big time CBD as well. Is CBD like a pill or a, a gummy or? I like a full spectrum, like sublingual, like drips. I mean, you can, I mean, you can vape it. You can take a pill. You yeah. can take gummies. I mean, um, I, I like. Have you yeah. done any CBD? I've used CBD a lot because yeah. I, I suffer from anxiety and yeah, other man. just mental, you know. It's good for it. Yeah. yeah. It's obstacles. Yeah. And it's been, it's been good yeah. for me. I know you mentioned the, uh, <clears throat> the cannabis farm was something that was on your, yeah. on your, you know, idea board. Is mm-hmm. that, is that for THC or CBD or? Um, I'm gonna. I'm trying to get into both. So yeah. the cannabis farm is for, strictly for the uh, THC. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I grew up in an area up in Angels Camp, Calvary County, that uh, we were doing it as kids. You know, we yeah. were going down and cutting down blackberry bushes and hiding it on people's property and growing it as drug dealers. Yeah, <laughs> I know? just yeah. Damn. But now it's a now it's a full on business. You know, and now. Um, not only just a business, it's, I mean, it's a way of life and uh, it's a lot healthier than a lot of the pharmaceutical things you can take. And I, and I believe that it helps with the CBD transportation in your body. Um, mm-hmm. And I also want to start um, a 500 acre hemp farm as well, too. So I'm, I'm you know, dealing with some big um, CBD companies. I'm trying to work a deal out with them right now. But uh, some exciting stuff in the works. Cool. Yeah, we yeah. talked about in the last episode, uh, there's actually just a there's a push federally for the yeah. first time to, more start, to, yeah, to start to legalize the... Uh, Marijuana, fi- uh, what? Uh, I was looking I'm up just laughing at Mike looked up the saying. I was trying he, to find. T- the I love grape typing what, what, <laughs> looking at what he types into Google. Grape first to get squeezed. <laughs> I was looking for the actual quote. Squeezing I, grapes for wine. The time that's what I got. That's, that's what I got. Couldn't get the saying, huh? Uh, yeah. yeah. What are your thoughts on the the more act that just it's so it's about to be legal federally <laughs> potentially? Well, that's huge because it helps with banking. It helps with yes. the whole business side of it, right? I yeah. mean, it's still pretty shady because of the way if it's not federally legal, it, it's it's tough to bank. It's Banks tough to go public. It's uh, you know, it's it just puts a hinder on a lot of the business sides of things. What do you think? That's uh, Fast forward five, ten years, where do you think we're going to be with the legalization of, of marijuana? I don't know, man. I don't pay enough attention to politics. I don't pay attention to Or anything, just, really. just say it was legal everywhere. Where do you think we'll be as a society five to ten years after its legalization? A lot more chill. <laughs> <laughs> True. No, That's I don't know, point. man. Um, like I said, I don't pay attention to anything else unless it's inside my bubble. Um, I respect that. I don't pay attention. I mean, people ask me things all the time about what's going on in life. And it's kind of bad, right? I mean, I don't really know certain things, but I have, I, I solely focus on what I got going on and trying to take over. And I respect that's that. all I do. Uh, Are your hands registered as weapons? I can get in trouble if I fight. Really? Yeah. I mean, I mean unless you're defending yourself. I mean, not, you don't have to like go and register. Right? That's like an old school kind of like saying, but <laughs> if I were to get in fight, yeah, I can get in a lot of trouble. I've had some friends that had to let, that, like, uh, for instance, Chad Mendez, he like slapped a guy at a bar because he was being a complete fucking, the guy deserved it 100%, yeah, yeah. but he still couldn't do it, you know? And like, luckily enough, he didn't get in any trouble. It was like, I don't know, six, seven years ago. Mm. Um, so it wasn't even that big a name yet. Um, and it, you just got to be real careful, that kind of stuff. Especially there's, cam- there's cameras everywhere. everywhere People now. can everywhere. film everything. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just so easy to know what's going on. I mean, 
there's no secrets. I mean, I, I like the days when I'd go get home from high school. I'd call my buddy up on his phone. If he didn't answer, shit, maybe I'll see him tomorrow. I thought you were going to say you're going to beat his ass. (laughs) No, it's like you text me. It's like you expect me to get back to you. Now you can can call me at all times. You can follow me anywhere. But obviously you've made a business out of it. People Mm. make business out of it, which is is awesome, right? The content's great. But I also miss those days of just uh, being able to disappear. Yeah. I I, I ask because um, when I registered, I was told that my hands are now registered weapons. I mean, you're a professional athlete. I mean, but but like... I really only want to slap my friends in the face <laughs> for making fun of me for losing. <laughs> but I still think I could get in trouble. The good news is I control all the cameras around the house. So there you go. if the footage magically disappears, <laughs> yeah. just do it here then. Exactly. If it happens, just do it here. Second yeah. fighting yeah. question I have. This is a big one. Do you abstain from having sex before no. your fights? No, that's full shit. Oh, he's slanging yeah. it, huh? That's Bruh. full. I mean, that, 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 that's complete shit. That's Bruh. like an old urban myth. You let it rip? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There yeah. we go. After weigh-ins. <laughs> Are you serious? Dude, I mean, because if you cut your, if you deplete your body that way, and then I like, for whatever reason, whenever I make weight and I rehydrate up and I eat a lot of food, I'm the horniest I've ever been is, is, is like after weigh-ins, dude. So it's been, it's been many times, which is obviously the night before, right? Yeah. The night before the fight. So yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, I mean, from the science of my coaching, just uh, my own personal beliefs, right? I'm going to say it's full shit. We, we've, <laughs> No fighter that we've had on this podcast, yeah. by the way, has said that is truthful. Yeah. We don't want to live by that, dude. That's too Bruh. much pressure. Bruh, it's too much. I Damn, that's so disappointing. Can yeah. you imagine? Can you imagine if I was free to just nut away? I, I, maybe the outcome would have been different, bro. The out, well, then I just the got you just got you just got to fight again. The outcome. The outcome. <laughs> yeah, so you now, want you want Logan to fight again? Now you got to dabble in some MMA. Ooh, I want to. I really want go. to. I got to train with your coach. Sounds yeah, like, man. Sounds like a calculus fighting god. Dude, I mean, not not so much on the fighting world. He's just the strength conditioning uh-huh. nutritionist. Uh, my head coach is Dwayne Ludwig, and he is the best coach in the world okay. by far. Um, what's yeah. your favorite fight? What's like? Uh, was there a highlight of your career that you had? Because you've, you've my first Barah fight when I won the belt for the first time. Yeah. You know, I went into that fight as an eight to one underdog. The guy hadn't lost in ten years. He'd only lost one fight ever. Um, no one knew who I was yet. That kind of put my name on the map. And I don't think that fight could ever be replaced. I mean, the fight went to a T perfect. Like, I game planned the fight. Yeah. Like, usually when you go in a fight, game plans always change. Like, yeah. It never ends up happening the way you want it to. You got to, like, change things up. But in that fight, everything went perfect, went smooth. Um, dominated a five-round fight, knocked him out in the fifth round. It was just— uh, Is that is that what yeah. Rogan said was the greatest performance he's ever seen? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was that fight. That's crazy. Yeah, man, it'll be—I'll never be able to top that with any other sort of competition whatsoever. And I'm assuming you—you you have big plans to go back, yeah? Oh yeah, yeah, instantly. Yeah, yeah, man. Especially my my weight class is getting exciting right now. We got Jose Aldo dropping down to 135. Shut the f- Wait, what? Yeah, insane. Wait, right? what? Yes, Frankie Edgar dropping down to 135s. Um, obviously, I need that fight with—I need my belt back first and foremost. Um. Uh, Dominic Cruz will hopefully be coming wow. back. So I mean, I got I got uh, the who's who to get my name back on top, and I'm gonna come back and fight as much as I fucking can. I'm just gonna run through people. I mean, Thanks. taking two years off. I'm already hungry, and it's only been ten months, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's been the toughest ten months of my life because of obviously going through a, a medical, uh, not going through the uh, suspension as well as getting two shoulder surgeries. I mean, as soon as I got suspended, I went and got. I've been needing shoulder surgery for three years. I have. A full tear in my rotator cuff and both shoulders, a full tear in my labrum God and torn dang. bicep tendon. So my shoulder was popping out probably once a week during training camp um, from Holy my right shoulder shit, dude. and then my left as well. So I needed surgery for like three years. And I just been putting it off because it was the next big fight. 
the next big fight. Yep. I'll do it later. Yep. The next big yep. fight, you know? So I never had time to do it. Um, you just pop it back in when it pops out? It was so loose, it would just pop in and out on its own. It would never <laughs> oh, stay just, out. Because Pastrana, yeah. you know Travis Pastrana? Yeah, yeah. He used to have the issue, that issue with his shoulder all the time where yeah. he, would, he would wreck and it would pop completely out of his sock and it would just be hanging off and then his boys would have to come in and <laughs> fucking smash it back in. <laughs> Dude, that's actually a better sign though because that means your shoulder's still tight enough to let it like- Take a lock back in. To stay out, yeah. right? Because mine was so loose, oh, it was just oh. coming in and out. Oh like, my God. Matter, right? Right, right. So I had to do Shit. as much strength conditioning as I could to strengthen my shoulders to kind of hold it in the socket. And then I did a lot of stem cell therapy down in Panama. Oh, you did? Yeah. How, how's I've that? gone four times now. I've went. I've gone six months for the last and two you years. You have to go to Panama, right? Because it's not I mean, 100% legal Panama's here Panama's the best place. Okay. The Panama Stem Cell Institute is by far the best place in the world. Dr. Neil Reardon, um, he has got it down. I mean, he's the guy that's like taken to the next level. But yeah, here in the States, you can't do the same. The FDA won't let you uh, spin the stem cells. So for instance, when they take it out, they can do umbilical cord here, but they can't like take the umbilical cord blood out and, st- and and spin them and take all the powerful ones out. Yep. And then once they take them out, they culture them to multiply, which will multiply them by like 80 million a day. Wow. Right? Holy and then shit. when you get here, you do like 5 million. Hopefully. You don't even know if they're alive, right? Yeah. Is that well, like a pharmaceutical thing? Like they're not... The FDA won't let you do it? Yeah, what's yeah, the reason? Because it's going to get rid of a lot of prescription drugs. Yeah. Right. Because people are going to get healthy and not need a uh, prescription or see a doctor. It's a billion-dollar industry, man. Like, yeah, you know, multi-billion. It, yeah, exactly. There's, so. a, there's a special that just came out on uh, Netflix called Unnatural Selection. Mm-hmm. You should watch it. I've been okay. watching it. It's uh, about genetic uh, coding okay. and like genetic recoding. So there's basically uh, using this thing called this technology called CRISPR. Yep, they're able to actually recode your genetic strain Damn. to get rid of any any genetic disorder. I mean, Damn. they're they're literally taking mice where it's you know one mouse is 14 years old and they, and they'll take the brother of that mouse. And they'll put CRISPR technology into the into the same exact age, like same litter, everything. And one mouse looks like it's one year old, has the fur of a one year old, the bone structure of a one year old is brand new, running around, Damn. and the other one is is dying, Damn. and the hair is falling out, and everything. And they're the same litter. It's like tell digging nights. It's like with my income in modern science, I can live to be like three hundred years no, old. No, it's, right? it's, it's <laughs> real right now. It's real right now. And to your point, the reason the reason why it's not everywhere right now is because they're the government will continue to protect the pharma culture that yeah. we live in in the United States, but there are people that are that are on the the forefront of of getting it to people like us through shipping it out from their garages. They're yeah. packaging up these CRISPR starter kits. And you and you go online on Google and you search like how to administer CRISPR and they're shooting up, they're shooting themselves up in their fucking garages, bro. That's kind of like, scary, though. Man. It's ve- you gotta watch <laughs> yeah. this special on Netflix. It's incredible, yeah. bro. It's Didn't you so say good. it's like we're like twenty years out or something from being able to like really like to fi- live. Forever. Forever. Literally, like they're fixing everything. They're fixing cancer. They're fixing AIDS all with this y'all. one technology. I told y'all. And the people, the, the lady who started it, there's this one doctor who started CRISPR and she's like, I can't believe how easy it is. Damn. Like, I cannot believe how easy it is for anybody to administer it and like, and to do it themselves. You get one of those little spinners that you're talking about yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that pulls the... What's it called again in the documentary you're watching? It's called Unnatural Selection on Netflix. It's it's incredible, dude. It's a multi-part limited run series. There we go. Very good. Definitely need to watch it. Yeah, hell yeah. That that the CRISPR is the reason I'm gonna be 150, 150 years old. He always says that. And it and it might happen now as a result. I'm just hoping they get there before how old are you? I'm 33. Yeah, I'm 34. So I'm hoping they get there before we like expire. Right. You know what I'm saying? Which, Mm -hmm. you know. Dude, they just started ripping out like face transplants. Like we're getting into some juicy stuff. Well, this this yeah, it's one just getting good. It's getting yeah. good. And, and and you know what? I'm glad it is. Yeah. Because at the ranch this past weekend, I just got a ranch. 
I'm okay. spending time there. I think that's why I'm wearing camo. Really like a like a true Ohio <laughs> a ranch boy. for what? Uh, honestly, anything. Yeah, it's, you guys got cattle? Not yet. We uh, like we literally just got it like last week. But nice. like, it's the perfect place to do nothing and everything. Sweet, you know. Sweet. Do you have uh, any hunting on there? Yeah. Oh yeah. Sweet, oh, bro. You could literally do whatever you want. Nice. It. It's it's insane. Nice. And I we were. Uh, I mean, you're from Ohio, man. Yeah, That's what you mean back home, <laughs> I, right? yeah. I realize that. Yeah. I, this LA lifestyle is is fun. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but I tend to have the most like uh, breakthroughs in my personal life when I'm alone. Like yeah. you know, some some people talk about getting ideas when they're in the shower or driving or whatever. I when I'm like just like at peace and can just like think and like really internalize everything. I tend to be the most creative, which is odd. Nice. And so this place is a super. Like, I don't think that's odd. I think that's that's pretty normal. Yeah. I think, man. I, I always thought people, I thought I always thought yeah. I would find my inspiration um, elsewhere, mm-hmm. outside, you know, exploring. And a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. I get it through. I get it through collaborative brainstorming. All right. So like, if I sit down and I'm like, "Yo, I have an idea," and Start like, you always need ideas the idea. So technically, like. That idea comes from probably being alone. But then once I have that idea, I want to sit down with the people that I fucking know and trust, like your your team. Yeah. When's and, the last time you've been alone you. for like a week, though? Like a good solid week. No phone and like alone. Does it, is Jerry like jail and rehab counted? Because <laughs> that's yeah. like, that would yeah. be my go-to fucking yeah. answer. If you were alone. <laughs> well, I mean, you're alone a, a lot of the time. Right. But, you know. Like sober. Yeah. I. Bill Gates did it all the way since 1995. Like even at the peak of his busyness, he would just leave for a week. No communication, just read books. And like that, he said that was like responsible for his breakthroughs. I love that. I was in Idaho for 10 days on an elk hunt, um, hiking my ass off out in the middle of nowhere. No cell service. I hadn't seen anyone other than my brother and my dad. And even then we'd split up in the morning. You leave hunting camp at 4.35 in the clock in the morning. You branch out, you know, and then you don't see each other until you get back at dark and talk about your hunt. But it's for 10 days, hiked like 120 miles, wow. um, worked my ass off. But it was, it's, it's seriously, you get to disconnect and, and, uh, you know, I mean, you will get bored here and there, but you, you, you find a, go take a nap on the hillside or something during the middle of the day. Facts. But, how much yeah, time, think, how much time you spend on your phone these days? I'm not, I'm not free. I mean, other than obviously texting and answering and, and business calls and things like that quite often. But other than that, I'm not really one that's on my phone quite often. Not scrolling the grams, shooting DMs off. Nuh-uh, man. No, nah. I can't get in trouble. I got a, I got a wife and a kid, man. You know, Facts. Holding, Facts. Me, holding me grounded, you know? <laughs> Facts. So, must yeah. be, it must be nice, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, must it, be is, nice. it takes a lot of stress out of the equation, you know. For you sure. Know, you know, you don't have to worry about trying to figure out who you're gonna hook yeah, up yeah, with. Yeah. It's already figured out for you. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I got a two-year-old running around, man. He's a he's a game changer too, right? This last 10 months has been like another big blessing that I've been able to spend as much time as I as I can with him because like that first year of his life, I was doing nothing but focusing on fights, big fight after big fight. Mm. So I'm one of those obsessive guys that obsesses about what I'm doing. And if I'm uh in fight camp, like I don't think about anything else. It's it's sleep, eat, train, um, repeat. How do you um? I'll just say this bluntly, yeah. especially when you're cutting weight. Yeah. How do you not be a dick to your wife? Um, uh, obviously, if you're doing it the right way, it's a little bit easier because I don't ever starve myself. Really? Like, so I used to. Like when I told you and I didn't care about what, dude, I used to make fun of my teammates if they were gluten-free and shit. Like, ah, bring me extra gluten. I don't give a fuck, right? I'll just train harder, beat everyone's ass. But uh, since I've gotten into my diet, like my weight cut happens throughout my fight camp. I mean, like I do a 10 to 12 week fight camp. And uh, when I get down, I mean, the last six days is just pushing water. You know, I water load. 
So when I'm, I, I, I'll cut like, fuck, dude. I went down to 125s. And when I walked in the night of the fight, I weighed 149, right? Oh my what? God. Yeah. yeah. I usually fight Good 135s. God. My last fight is I went down to 125s. 24 but, um, pounds? Yeah, man. Wait, yeah. I remember watching that fight. Um, yeah. It got stopped in like 30 seconds. I got fucked on that one. Right? I, 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 I remember thinking you, you lost too much weight. I, I think I was at that fight. Well, I know I lost too much weight because that's also why I got in trouble. Um, I, I started taking an anemia medication because I became anemic. I got down to four percent body fat trying to do something oh I shouldn't God. have been shouldn't have been doing. But um, yeah, man. I mean, it it, uh, it took it took a toll on me. It was a long fucking road. I mean, it was twelve weeks of work to get down there. But uh, even then, like I didn't miss a meal. Um, even at thirty five, wow. so I don't, wow. I don't, I don't miss a meal. Um, so, I, if you eat clean in the way you're, you're, it's all pushing water. I mean, when you're when you're pushing water in and out, when I water load in the way that my coach has got me doing it, I eat the night before weigh-ins. Um, I'll lose in forty minutes. I'll lose like eight pounds. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. I, I don't even get it. Mm -hmm. That's insane. I, like, I, I wrestled in high school. Like I was, I was, uh, I was, I was pretty good. I came fifth in the state of Ohio. Okay, and I, and I cut a little bit away but this is on some next level shit yeah man it's a it's very scientific i mean if you learn i mean so the muscle holds more water than any kind of fat or anything if you're if you're fatter it's harder to do this but when you're lean and you have all muscle mass and i'm water loading so i'm i'm putting too much water in my body to where my body thinks like i'm drowning get it out sweat piss just get it out of my body and i i, I narrow it down before the 24 hours before weigh-ins then i stop drinking almost all my water and then i just continue to work out my body just continues to think it's overly hydrated and so it just dumps it out and then you eat less sodium i mean i still take in sodium but uh, the right kinds of sea salts and stuff like that uh -oh. but um yeah man i'll lose i'll lose eight pounds in like 40 minutes when i'm getting ready for the fight yo that is insane why do you why do you fight why do i yeah why did you why do you fight now i got talk, i got talked into it um i graduated college i was on a full ride scholarship for wrestling at cal state fullerton uh, my assistant wrestling coach at the time was Mark Munoz, and he was in the UFC when he was coaching me. Uh, I graduated, and I didn't really, like, accomplish what I wanted to in wrestling, so I didn't feel like I was done anyways. But I was enrolled in grad school to become a physician's assistant. And he's like, man, I really think you should fight. You're a super aggressive, angry wrestler. I think you'd be great at fighting. And uh, I just started following him around. And uh, once I started following him around, he's the one that introduced me to Uriah Faber. I moved to Sacramento. was living on his couch for, like, six months. Uriah's? Uh, on one of his houses, he had a couple houses up there. One of his um, business partners had a, a house, and I was just renting, the, <laughs> renting a space in the living room and sleeping on a futon. Uh, broke his shit for that first year trying to be, become a fighter because I did yeah. nothing but but train. Um, so I just I, I kind of got talked into it, and I didn't want to get a real job yet. I wanted to continue to compete, um, and it, it, and it came supernatural. Like I got good fast. Um, I took my first fight in two months. I got in the UFC and on the Ultimate Fighter within that first year. Um, and things just took off from there. Yeah, you had a super quick rise to fame. And mm -hmm. not a lot of wrestlers can uh, go into fighting and have a learning curve as quick as you. What about you made you different? Because like I know a lot of I know a lot <clears throat> of some of the best wrestlers that I wrestled with, yeah. like four time state champs type, yeah. type guys trying to do MMA. And like I I know they're trying to do it, but I haven't heard their name in Bellator, UFC, or any like notable. Have uh, you seen them play any other sport before? I mean, a lot of wrestlers are very unathletic. They're, uh, they're good at wrestling. And I think wrestling is one of the hardest sports in the world. But for whatever reason, wrestling, you can get away without being athletic. Mm. Um, and so learning how to strike is all athleticism. It's all timing. It's all if you can dance, you can strike pretty much, you know, as long as you got timing and you're not afraid. Um, and I 
I picked up striking. I fell in love with striking. So I wrestled my entire life since I was eight years old. And as soon as I got involved in a different sport, I fell in love with it. Like as soon as I could learn to knock someone out and and kick them in the head, it was like, this is for me. Like, I want to do this. This is like, this is what I want to do. And uh, jujitsu came easy because of wrestling. Um, so I wasn't really too worried about that. But obviously picking up the striking was probably the biggest hurdle for a wrestler. And I fell in love with it and I got obsessed and I had some good coaches. So. Did I see a video of you sparring with Lomachenko? Yeah, man. That was some of the sickest stuff ever. That guy is unhuman. Yeah. He, he's like in the Matrix. Like uh, he's seeing me throw punches before I even throw him. The guy's an animal. He's the, awesome, dude. He's I, so I, cool. I remember watching that and like yeah. uh, this was before I got into boxing and it was interesting to see an MMA guy fight like a a boxer, mm-hmm. like a true professional boxer, and by the way, one of the greatest in the world. Yeah, I think the best. Do you do you spar when you spar with MMA guys or boxers when you're practicing striking? MMA. Well, you do a little bit of both. I mean, most everyone I, I train with is MMA fighter, right? They might have a striking background, but that distance is different. Um, I, I was gonna say, correct me if I'm wrong, bro, but when I spar MMA guys, like it is, it is so much different than sparring boxers. It's a further distance away. There's a lot more motion. There's a lot more uncontrolled movements. Um, so it's a, a definitely a different pace. You got to get comfortable in the pocket. You get comfortable in that phone booth when you're in that mm. uh, boxing fight. Mm. And so it's awkward for uh, MMA fighter to start doing it as well too. Um, I think on average boxers hit a lot harder because their feet are in the ground. Mm. Um, they're ready to slug it out to where an MMA fighter's got to move a lot more. I mean, we have four ounce gloves. We can't stand in front of each other and take punches. You're going to get knocked out, right? And you can't catch punches because it's so. I mean, the gloves are only that big. Yeah. They go right through. Yeah. Um. So it's a lot more. I think a lot more harder on the eyes. You got to be able to move and you got to you got to create that distance and be just out of the way. In MMA, to where in boxing, you can catch a lot more and be a little more comfortable right in front of someone. I, I, I noticed that in my fight. So we would spar with 18-ounce gloves. And Man, then, I got to say before you can get on it, you're so much better than that guy. <laughs> dude, you thanks, fucked dude. that thanks. fight up, though. Thanks, like, bro. You should have you whipped his ass. Boys, you hearing this? I mean, No, we, uh, we're uh, all in agreement. You should have whipped uh, his on ass. A, like, on a, on, a, on a technical <laughs> aspect, so much better than that guy. I think he let emotions get... I mean, I only got to watch highlights because I was in Texas hunting yeah. when the fight happened. But... uh uh, for one, you got fucked on the two points. That should have never been two points. If anything, at the most, one point, if not a warning. He was going to go down from the uppercut no matter what. That first uppercut he landed, he was going to fall from it, right? Yeah. So the second one was was nothing. Um, but then also, to, you shouldn't even have been to that point. Like, to watch uh, tapes of you training in him, like, he was throwing punches like a school car, uh, schoolgirl. You yeah. know, like, just winging him, almost falling down. Like, if you would have stayed behind your jab and actually used your distance and your athleticism, you would have... You won that fight. I easy. agree. I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think something just didn't click that day, and maybe, maybe uh, it's learning how to compete. I, so that's what I was going to ask yeah. you. Is that like, like I don't know the? I felt better, um, the day of my first fight, mm-hmm. the amateur fight, Less than pressure. the professional fight. But I don't know if it was the pressure thing. Like I, I think like my my nerves got to me, and like my immune system was like, "Fuck y'all, I'm out." Yeah, it, it I mean, dipped, and then my health was just suffering that day. I, I think it was more emotional, right? Yeah. Like I felt like there was a lot more emotion in that fight than the first one, even though they were both like hyped up with it. But uh, you looked more emotional when you mm-hmm. fought, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you're emotional, you're tighter, you're slower. Yeah, facts. Um, you don't, and your brain's not working the way it should. And yeah. I had to go through that. Um, I was world champ and I, my first fight where I had to learn this is when I fought Dominic Cruz. He got under my skin, you know? And like, I never had to deal with that yet. It was always like, martial artist respect yep. you know, like this is like the new age like talking shit yeah <laughs> yep. and he got under my skin and the entire time i saw red i tried to knock his fucking ass off 
And the first three rounds, you could tell how aggressive I was. And then the last two rounds, I like put it together and almost finished him. Um, I lost a split decision that I shouldn't have lost. I still won that fight. But I learned if I would have won, I wouldn't have learned as much as I did from losing. I, uh, I learned that I had to fight having fun. I'm a guy that when I'm showing off and when I'm just fucking being flashy and you're going showing how much better I am than you, then that's when I perform. But if I'm angry and emotional, I'm going to get tired faster. I'm going to be slower and I'm not going to stick to the game plan. I remember the... I think the first fight I saw of yours, and it might have been your championship fight. Mm. You you were like smiling at the guy, yeah. pacing back and forth. You look like you were about to yeah. eat this motherfucker. Yeah, but I'm yeah. like, yo, I like this guy. Yeah, yeah. thank you, man. Yeah, thank you. I mean, you got you have to love what you do. Yeah, right? facts. I mean, if you're in there and you're scared, you ain't gonna compete right. Um, and I love it. I love to be to be. I love to be a dickhead, man. I mean, I I get, <laughs> I get the name, and, and I mean, people talk about it in practice too. But like I said, I don't like to lose at anything. It's, even if it's practice. Yep. Um, and so I step it up to the next level all the time. But um, if you can't handle the heat, get out the kitchen, you know? Facts. Yeah. I want to talk about this suspension. And I, I don't yeah. know how how uh, in-depth you want to go, but I'm... Oh, man, I'm not. I, I've been as, I've been an open book with this whole thing. I've uh, I fucked up, you know? Um, and I'm I'm like the only fighter to actually admit to what he's done. Yeah. Uh, when it came out, I haven't hid. I didn't hide saying any like tainted supplements, this or that. I've came out and just owned it. Um, that's the way I was raised. And uh, if you're a guy that's never made a, a mistake in your life, I don't fucking trust you. You know what I mean? Oh, if you're yeah. mm. if you're this supposable saint, like mm. yeah, fuck that. Everyone's got skeletons in their closet. Everyone's done something wrong, and this was mine. I I sold my soul to the devil, man. I like I said, I cut to 125s. I was a champion at 135s. I decided that getting that second belt at the weight class lower than me was what I wanted to do. It had never been done before. Um, you know, just skyrocket my career. Yeah. And when I was about five weeks out, I started to become anemic. Uh, I was down to like 4% body fat. Didn't want to wake in the morning. Didn't want to train. I mean, I'm supposed to be training six hours a day and I'm waking up and not wanting to train. Yeah. Um, and we're very scientific. I was doing my blood work, all this stuff. Found out I was coming anemic. Um, I knew it wasn't supposed to do it. And I did it so I can get to the fight. You well, know? And it was a performance enhancing drug. It is. It can be for endurance for endurance athletes, right? Um, which we have endurance, but we're more anaerobic athletes than anything. Yeah. So it, it can have its benefits. Um, it's like uh, it's like what Lance Armstrong was taking. Okay. Um, it, it, for me, it was called Procreate. It's an anemia medication, so it helps you rebuild red blood cells. Um, so when you're anemic, you're you you're like my so your hematocrit is your white blood cell to red blood cell ratio. And an average person is from like low 40s to mid 40s. And I was getting down into the 30s. And when you have less red blood cells, you have less energy. Like you have less. So, uh, so that's what transports oxygen. So, so when you take a deep breath and you got a lot of red, if you're used to living in altitude and you're down here at sea level, there's a lot more oxygen there. Like that breath goes a lot further because you have more red blood cells to transport blood to or oxygen to your uh, muscles. And so it creates more of them. So, so was it? For health reasons, or um, I took it. I took it to make it to the fight. You know, really. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I probably my my coach was doing. Might do. I'm telling you. The thing that sucks the worst about me failing in a drug test is what it's done to my personal relationships outside of myself. Things I couldn't like my teammates and my coaches that are getting a bad rap for it. They knew nothing. I told uh, no one about uh, this. Like. I, I decided to do it. I didn't tell anybody. And so everyone's like, oh, his coach did. His coach is this scientific. He for sure got him. And Damn. He had, he had no idea. And so he got backlash for it. My teammates got backlash for it. My family, like, that's who I, that's who I'm sorry to the most. Myself, like, I owned up to it. I fucked up. I got to take the punishment. Um, there's been some blessings within it. Um, but I feel the worst for the people that had obviously no idea, which no one did. 
and I had to feel the backlash from it, you know? Did you think that you wouldn't get caught? Yeah, I didn't. I was told I wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Should have used one of those fake penises, bro. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, what are those called again? The, the there's a name. There's, they sell them. What is it like the Willy or something? Wizenator. Wizenator. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Shout out whoever knew Stoner. that. Stoner. Definitely, yeah. definitely cheated on a, on a drug test. Yeah, it's a it's a it's yeah. a fake peen. Yeah. One of my friends back home uses those. Shut, shut yeah, up. Yeah, he works like corporate, and everybody's just like, dude, just like stop smoking weed for a little bit. What's his ex- what's his exact name? Uh, <laughs> yeah, he whips out the Wizenator, gets some some piss in there. And Yo, but he's good. The, yeah, when I when I took my drug test, and by the way, they're Thorough as fuck. Dude, California is legit, man. California <sighs> Athletic Commission is legit. Yeah. And so actually for you for overturning your uh, fight, you're actually in the best state to do it, I feel. I, I mean, California Commission's a good commission, man. So let's make it right, boys. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Dude, um, hey, I'm about it. Woo. If it happens, it happens. What but, do you mean by thorough? Do they like tickle your balls or something? Uh, like, what do honestly, they do? Hold on honestly your dick. pretty much. Dude. Really? No, I'm they exaggerating. The but like eye contact with uh, my, uh, guy, my guy. They have to watch. So they have to watch. We get drug tested by USADA. Um, they know I'm up in LA right now, LA area. They know I'm at 365 days a year. Um, I have to update it every day on an app or on the web to where I'm going to be at. They could drug test me. They could show up. They could call me, which I've got some calls and I haven't answered. But <laughs> so, I mean, they could call me right now and I have to go be within an hour. I have to show up to where um, I have all my notifications. Wow. Otherwise, I get a missed test. You can only get three of those in a year and then you're suspended for two years. Damn. So, and, the, and then when they show up, I mean, it could be six o'clock in the morning. Whenever, like, they have to visually see it. So is that is that why uh, fighters sometimes, like, miss their drug test? Because maybe it's an inconvenience to them? Oh, but, I mean, dude, I mean, I could be out hunting. Right? Uh, oh, and they and can I can't even, uh, I mean, they can try to get a hold of me and they want to drug test me. I put on my whereabouts. They're like, hey, I'm in the middle of nowhere, Idaho. Um, what if they're like, we got somebody out there? Yeah, like, somebody crawls yeah. out from under yeah, a fucking tree. He'll be dressed as a bear. Yeah, it's dressed he's as like a bear. He's like wearing a ghillie suit or something. They're like, yo, piss in this thatch cup that I have. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Uh, Chavez, Julio Cesar Chavez, I think, just missed his. And he kind of get he kind of got like backlash for it. Because- I mean, you do. I mean, I, I mean, it's it's so easy to be involved in people's lives. They can talk shit on something I did right. Yeah. They can talk shit on something I did wrong. Like, so everyone's going to say shit, you know. Um, they're going to, everyone's going to try to bring you down for whatever, you know. So when that happened, I, I can imagine you felt like your world was crumbling. Down. Oh, fuck yeah, man. And I, I think I even reached out to you when that happened. I forget. I think you what. did, man. I think you did actually. Um, well, a couple we, times. We we met somewhere. Where where did we meet? Uh, at Dan Bilzerian's party. Shut the <laughs> <up>. <laughs> I think yeah. it was one of his like uh, Valentine's parties or something. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. And I and I had reached out and uh, I because I can imagine you were getting loads of attention. Um, yeah. So where where do you start to pick yourself up when that happens? You got to be mentally tough as fuck. I mean, it's, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. It's been tough as shit. It's yeah. been the hardest. I mean, the first of that, especially those six months, and it didn't help that I had shoulder surgery, so I'm all fucking slinged up. Like, oh, that's on the, the couch, worst. That's the worst. Like, not being able to do anything, and then people talking shit. Yeah, um, it was tough. You know, it, it's it's something that's always in the back. It still will be. I mean, I have to own. I owned up to it. Um, I'm gonna deal with it, but I want to come back with a vengeance. You know, and. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't I don't need to prove myself to fucking anyone other than myself yeah. kind of thing, you know? Um, so, I mean, like I said, it's been a blessing. And if if you're a, a mentally tough, which I very highly believe I'm a very mentally tough person, 
Um, and if you are those people, then you figure out something positive from a shitty situation. It's, I mean, and from just this conversation, it sounds like these, these two years could be good for you in the fact that you, you're building a business that may last you for the rest of your life. It will. Yeah. And then two, the shoulder surgery is huge because I'm I'm positive. You probably never would have made time unless you're forced to make time. I never would have. I just would have kept doing it. I would have kept doing what I was doing. I mean, I was defending world titles and, and, and fucking people up with it. So I would have just kept doing it, you know? Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely had some uh, hidden blessings. I wouldn't choose to do it this way, obviously, right? Yeah. But uh, it has. So maybe, yeah. maybe because I'm a person who's made mistakes, but it's also it's it's very easy for me to move past a mistake that someone's made because I know I know what it's like to be at the bottom and have to overcome mm-hmm. it, and like. Yo, God bless the people who have never fucked up and you're perfect. Like, I, I they hope- fucked up. You just don't know. <laughs> Everyone's fucked I, up. We've dude. been saying no one's safe. Like, yeah. you're, you're going to get exposed no. at one point for something. And if not, God knows. Yeah. God knows. Exactly. But, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, God bless you. But like you said, like, uh, I think, I think part of the reason him and I get along so well is because we've both, we've both had a, a bit of a rocky past and it, it, it all seemed to come. Uh, internally, it yeah. all seemed to stem from us. Okay, and you have to grow and evolve as as a human, as yourself. Um, so, man, I'm looking forward to your return. Me too, brother. Big time. I'm super excited about it. I still have uh, 14 months, you know. So I got. I still, yeah, you I got, still you got, got some quiet, time. Right? 14 months ago, still. Yeah, That's man. A- It'll be January 18th of 2021 is when I can come back. What's- That's like legally, I'm able to fight again. What so. size? business victory do you need those boys to turn around so that you don't step back in that fucking ring oh i'm gonna step back no matter what i don't <laughs> care i don't care how much money i make i'm going back even with all yeah. the danger attached to it even the cte yeah. all that shit like don't get fucking hit move your head you know what i mean like i mean this is me dude this is what i do and if it's gonna alter my life then that's what i chose to do i mean you can't take the fight out of me um I don't want to fight forever. You know, I got a kid. I'm looking to have another. So, I mean, obviously, I want to be able to enjoy that shit. I don't want to be too injured up. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it's in me, man. I I, I love it. It's what I do. I, I love to be the best. You know, if you're the best at something, it's addicting. It's mm. straight up addicting to be the best at you, something. You have a goal? A goal? Yeah, for when you come back? Yeah, man. I get my title back. Yeah, and- I mean, instantly, too. I'm, I mean, and I want to fight. I want to fight a lot. Um, usually guys that have the belt fight a couple times a year i want to rack through them you know i mean nice. i'm gonna about i'll be 35 almost i'll be a month away from being 35 when i come back so it's not like i got a long career left you know i'm looking to, to run through some people and and make a statement what's your what's your record right now shoot i don't even know um i'd have to look it up i asked i asked brendan schaub this question but mm-hmm. do you do you want your kid in the octagon I wouldn't choose for him to. If he will, if he wants to, I'll let him. Right? If you, I mean, I'm gonna let him do it. He can be a cheerleader if he wants. I don't give a shit. You it's think whatever. that's gonna happen? Was be a cheerleader? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something tells shit, me it ain't gonna man. happen. No <laughs> offense, to the, no offense to the male cheerleaders in this world. They're great, but yeah. I don't know why I feel like he is. Kid but, probably ain't gonna be a male fucking. Cheerleader. I mean, hopefully he's a golfer. Hopefully he can go hit those hit some links, you know. And uh, you golf? Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. fucking golf, yeah. dude. And hopefully get on the course tomorrow. But nice. um. Yeah, man, anytime I get a chance to, if I know I got four hours of uh, nothing to do, I'm hitting the course. That's meditation, too. Yeah, 100%. Except for you're pissed off the whole time. I was going to say, <laughs> I was just going to say, except for on bad days. Yeah. That's 18 holes of the opposite yeah. of meditation. Yeah. It's like hell, bro. Yeah. You know, you just have those days. So like, why did I pay for this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I should be getting That's paid every for this. time. Yeah. That's every time you go. Sometimes, <laughs> you have a, sometimes you have a really, do you, you know that feeling you have when you have a really good day on the links? Oh, yeah. You walk off, you yeah. nail the last mm-hmm. pot on 18, you walk off, and you're like, that was the, and it's the exact opposite. When you have a bad day, every shot is bad. Yep. 
you're hitting ground balls down the fairway. All your boys are laughing at you. It's yep. like a fucking mess, dude. Yeah, no but it's like, if you're having a bad game, but then you make that one sweet shot, you're like, oh, I fucking love golf, dude. And it snaps <laughs> you. But sometimes it'll snap you back into it. So yeah. like you'll hit a good chip and then yeah. all of a sudden your game turns on and the back nine are beautiful. Exactly. You know? Hell yeah. Golf, golf is, fighting is a, is a is a tough sport. Yeah. Where fighters are bred, yeah. but golf is tougher, dude. Golf is Golf's a lot fucking tougher, bro. <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a for sure. Tough. I mean, it's one of the hardest sports it I play. Really you know? fucking is, dude. <laughs> On a different aspect of it, obviously. I wish I, could, I wish I could relate. I just like driving the golf cart around the sand dunes. That's Have fine. you ever golfed? Again, I'll, I, like I've gone to the course, but I end up just driving the golf cart around you in the sand dunes. Really, you never whacked a ball? No, you, you. Remember in Hawaii? I wasn't there. Oh no, 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 Sun Valley. Oh, yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, you did threw a club at a drone flying. <laughs> that was right. I remember that now. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I got it. I got it. Like, <laughs> take me to the course, sure, but I probably won't end up yeah. golfing. Yeah, well, you the did. Club, you, the hit the, you hit the drone. And the club snapped in half. And the, yeah, and you had to the pay for the club. The club snapped in half uh, yeah, via yeah. drone? The drone yep. cut the, severed the club in yeah. half. What kind of drone were you flying? A fucking B-52 <laughs> bomber <laughs> drone? It, like, it was what, big. It was chopped a golf club in half? Yeah, it was crazy. I had, to, I had to pay for it because obviously when I wanted to return it, I what said- What if you crash that drone into yeah. Spencer's head? It would take his head off? Dude, he just showed up at the clubhouse <laughs> with both both of them. He's like- uh, I, go, I go, my club snapped. And it's like, it's like, it looks like it's being cut diagonally by something sharp. I was like, my club snapped. <laughs> You'd see it. Uh, we might be the first person ever to uh, break their club with the drone. Yeah, why didn't you make more <laughs> of a big deal about that? That's a massive- I'm going to pull this up. What, what was the vlog deal. called? Uh, it was something for Andy. Like his his bridal shower or some shit? Or no. men's trip? What's that thing called? Groom groom party? Oh, party? it was. Party? It was his bachelor, bachelor party. party. Yeah. There you go. Yep, it was. There goes my good old 34-year-old drugged out mind. There we go. <laughs> Clicking back in there for you guys. Cleaning shop. <laughs> That's crazy, man. I definitely wouldn't think that a drone would be able to cut a golf club in half. I'm still not buying this. Thing. <laughs> you wouldn't I'll think. Yeah, it, it, it's on film too. You can see the club coming at it and everything. Where? Where? Maybe we could have somebody else find it. As I, we continue I, I, this conversation, I'm still about the golf. guy who, who pulls things up. Should we rip out some facts? <clears throat> we could. You? We could get a pull up guy from the that sits in the background when he says like there's a video somewhere just shows up on a screen. Rogan that's what most. Young oh yeah, that's mm -hmm. most yeah. most shows have. One. We need a most Jamie. Shows. We we got a Danny. She writes shit down though. We need an opposite. She can pull person. this up. You think so? I think that's a better vibe too. Being like, "Yo, Danny, pull that up." That's that. But who's gonna write shit fun. down? Hey, can you bet on yourself in fights? No, you can't. You can't. Mm -mm. No. -uh. I bet. It's like I'm allowed to. I'm allowed to sports bet, but I can't bet on my own fights. That's cool. who do you use? Who do you use when you bet on sports? <laughs> what service? Uh, bet DSL. Oh my, okay, cool, <laughs> awesome, dude. sweet, sweet dude. Us, hey, us too, bro. Why, why the UFC over Bellator? Uh, just uh, that all the greatest fighters in the world are there. So like I prestige. Mean, yeah, the prestigious. Like if you're, if I mean, go look at some Bellator champions and do you know their names compared <laughs> to do you know the UFC champions' names? You know, it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. it's just so mainstream. We're on ESPN. Um, yeah. Bellator's great. They have great fighters. Uh, one of my training partners, Juan Archuleta, he's an insanely great fighter. He fights for Bellator. Um, but still, he doesn't have that prestige to yeah, what he yeah, should. Yeah. People don't know his name. So, yeah, I mean, Bellator does a great job of paying their athletes, you know, and, and that, that's they, they're competitive that way with the UFC. But the brands that you can build outside of fighting is nowhere near. Which I is mean, which is everything. Is, yeah, is which is UFC cheap? Yeah. Is, are they cheap? I heard they don't pay that well. I mean, MMA in general, right? Really? Well, yeah, just in general, because we're such a new sport, man. Think about every other sport, NFL, NBA, they all started off new. I mean, they all had a union. They they did this stuff to where, which I don't think that's what we need to do. I think we're, we're getting there 
eventually, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but everything starts off small until it gets so mainstream that you're gonna have to pay the bigger name fighters, and then mm-hmm. that trickles on down. Do, do um, you know? Uh, do you know who Nick Newell is? Yes, I do. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm, He's mm-hmm. from my hometown. Okay. He's, uh, we've talked about him on the show. We should have him on the show. By the way, MMA, MMA fighter, one one arm. You know, he's got he's, yeah, uh, he's one, really one good. arm gone below the elbow. Dude, he's got an insane choke, too. It, that's how he usually wins, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I think he's had a couple, he's taken a couple L's as of recently, right? I remember he was unstoppable for a while. Yeah. I think he took a loss recently and he, he's, you know, he immediately said, I, I, I let myself down, I let my team down, and I'll be back for, back for more. But he is a, he's a tough motherfucker. Oh, dude. yeah. I wonder how much. Uh, the zone will be could potentially be a part of Bellator getting that prestige because they, they, they Joe are, just talked about they were yeah. doing a deal together, right? They have yeah, they it. have they, they, they have, have a deal. Dzonia yeah. has yep. a deal, yeah. They and do. that's is that recent? It's it's been what over a year? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that's some huge potential right there. I yeah, mean, the zone's finally catching good. I mean, not finally, but they're catching good traction just in general, right? Mm-hmm. With the boxing fights they have on there, with now having Bellator. I mean, they're they're creating a name in their own. I mean, streaming is the way of of watching fights now. I mean, that's why Future, UFC yeah. had ESPN plus to, to stream their fights from now too. Yeah. Um, obviously the older generation hates it, but it's the future. Mm-hmm. Who do you yeah. think the baddest fighter on the planet is? Myself. <laughs> I like that. You got to, right? Um, man, I'm a big fan of style bender right now. Um, he's got insanely good. I don't think he's the baddest fighter. I'm a huge fan of his. Yeah. Um, he's sick. dude, he's Khabib, sick. Khabib is just a nightmare to deal with. If you know what he's doing, I mean, it doesn't look very crisp. He doesn't look as athletic doing it. But the way he just kind of mauls very good athletes and just wrist rides them and beats them up and talks shit in their ear while he's doing it, he's an animal. Yeah, yeah. he's he's yeah. a nightmare to deal with. Yeah, right? you, use, you use a nightmare for any reason in particular. What's the word, that? Just the word nightmare. Like just well, just because it's KSI's nickname. Oh, is it? And so I just did <laughs> just drop that on purpose in here. <laughs> he's like he's a great fighter. He's the nightmare, dude. He's fucking fantastic. <laughs> Khabib is a bear. I'm not sure he's he's human. Like dude, he. he I saw a video of him swimming up upstream in a river in Russia, like sorry, freezing, freezing cold water. A bear or Khabib? Who are, what's, I'm sorry, what's oh, happening? Synonymous, honestly. <laughs> he likes. Jones. Did he catch he, a salmon in the video? I think so. Yeah, Good and in God. his mouth, <laughs> he likes Jones a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, Jones is amazing. I mean, his physical attributes alone, with being an athlete and being in the UFC, are huge. I mean, his wingspan, like his reach. Is is awesome for fighting, um, and he puts it together great. Um, he's probably the best fighter that the UFC has had. That's what that's, that's what, exactly, yeah. what, are, what are your thoughts on the la- on that last Nate fight and where's Nate going? Um, I don't know, man. Uh that was the I mean, Masvidal's very, very game. He's a great opponent. He's a little more well rounded. I'm a huge fan of both Diaz brothers, just how real they are. You know, yeah. anything they yes, say sir. or do, nothing's fake about it. You know, that's who they've always been. Um and now they're finally catching wind like some traction for <laughs> it to where it was it was rough for them in the beginning, right? I mean um what, what happened to um Nick, bro- yeah, Nick. What, Nick, what? what? He just hasn't been fighting. I know he was on a suspension, a medical, or uh, I would say medical, um, a drug suspension. Um, I think his was but, for weed. But he's that makes sense. But he just hasn't come back. Yeah, I think he's, he's, he's able to come back. But yeah, by choice hasn't oh, come okay, back. Okay. Yeah. You think that yeah. fight should have stopped? Which one? The Nate fight. Yeah, I do think so. I mean, bad, I, as a call. fighter, I would say, fuck no, I want to keep fighting. Yeah. Right. Every fighter should say that when you're in there. But dude, he was a gnarly cut and. 
I mean, he does say, I mean, he is better in the fourth and fifth rounds because of his cardio, but he was getting his ass whipped. He was. He it was. wasn't like, he would have had to have finished Masvidal to win that fight. Do you think he could have? It, you've, I we, don't. you've seen what Nate does in four, five, six. Like he's, he, you know, like he's there. Four, I've never five, seen six, a six four, round five. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of his fights. Yeah, yeah. You've seen what he's done in four and five. Yeah, I, I love when Mike talks go. about fighting. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know that. I just yeah. accidentally threw a extra round. No, okay. I mean, I, I don't think he would have. Yeah. I think Masvidal had the fight one too. Um, that's why I say yes, stop the fight. I yeah. mean, obviously, if it was me in that situation, I'd say, fuck no, give me every second I need to try to win that fight. So yeah. I understand Nate's uh, argument there. Um, but that Kelt was not really... That was a nasty fucking yeah. cut. Dude. Well, unfortunately, he's got so much scar tissue. I mean, you could flick him in his eye and it's going to open up. He said that. He says, uh, you sneeze, I bleed. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and he had just got that cut from the last fight too, right? Okay, yeah. yeah. And that stuff's a bummer, man. When that's especially when it's above your eye, because I mean, unless he gets something like, like surgically done to like move, remove some scar tissue and shape that up, maybe even his eyebrow bone or something, it's just gonna keep happening. Yeah, and Masvidal was just taking advantage of yeah. that shit, dude. Like, I mean, he what, just, what's, I mean, and rightfully so, right? What's the worst that could happen? You go, you go blind. You, you just lose, can't lose an eye. You just can't see the punch coming. You get knocked out, right? Something could happen oh, no yeah. matter what. So if you're yeah, getting blood yeah. in your eye. And then you can't see a punch. That's when you get knocked out. When you get knocked out and you don't see the punch mm-hmm. coming. Rarely do you get knocked out when you can tense up for it. Because mm-hmm. it's the whiplash of your brain that's bouncing off your skull on the inside that knocks you out. Or the or the nerve in your in your jaw. Where's the button right here in the jaw? If I could choose to hit anyone anywhere, it'd be right here in the back of the head. <laughs> on your feet. Right? It's illegal. Um, it's ironic that he says that. In MMA, it's illegal uh, on the ground. But on your feet, it's your it's your fault for moving that way. Mm. Like you moved your head to let me hit you in the mm. back. I'm aiming. Like I can't hit you in the back head. I can try to go Sucks. behind, but it's his fault. And I got I got rocked once in, yeah. in sparring. And it takes nothing. Right there yeah. in that spot. It takes the smallest punch. To, it, it was my first time getting rocked. It's, okay. it, and I, I thought... The knockout spot was here, and I got hit in the back of the head. It is. I mean, that, that one puts you to sleep, sleep in the jaw. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the one behind your ear, like you're still cognitively there, but you don't have full control of your legs and body for only like ten seconds. Yeah, right. It, but that ten seconds, <laughs> that ten seconds can end the fight because they jump on you, and the refs like, oh, stop it, right? Yeah. yeah. The first um, th- first time it happened, the best way I can describe it was like there was an earthquake inside of my head, mm. and my vision was just all shaky, and I heard like a drone sound in my brain. It was like, and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And I managed yeah. to, I was sparring a, an MMA guy here. You, you might know him actually. Um, and I, and I dodged his next punch and then like skipped around the ring and we had to wait like 10 seconds and yeah. then like hold him because it was my Clutching. first time being rocked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna stick to Iron Man's bro. Yeah, man. It's fighting's, you know, fighting's pretty fucking crazy. I respect the hell out of it, dude. Could never do you it. You have to. Have to. You have, have to. to. I mean, you have to have something wrong with you to want to do it. That's why yeah. I said it all my interviews. I was like, they're like, why are you doing this? I'm like, I don't, I don't fucking know. I got some screws loose. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, Spence, you got facts? I do got some facts. On the topic of fighting, we got a good one here too. Let me open up my phone. NFL finds no such evidence of Mason Rudolph directing racial slur at Miles Garrett. Sorry, did you guys hear about what this? What did you just say to me? So Miles Garrett, did you did you, just say? did you guys see Miles Garrett beat the hell out of Mason Rudolph with his helmet? No, he, so, yeah, he was, oh yes, right? yes, of yeah. course. Okay. I, the names didn't. Sorry. So what Miles Garrett did is he claimed that Mason Rudolph said a racial slur to him, which prompted the attack. Uh, the NFL, Mason Rudolph and his team say, no, this is, it's, it's not what happened. Can you imagine they were like, I did that? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely did it, dude. No, yeah, yeah. This is the, the Miles Garrett swung. Mason's own helmet at him, yeah? Yeah. yeah yes. Ripped it off yeah. him and then hit him that, with it. Yo, that's 
That's crazy. That's fucked up. I'm gonna I, be I did see I, a clip though. Mason Rudolph tried to rip he off did, Miles. He did. Yeah, I, Yo, yeah, I, 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 I get it. I get it. I'm all for a good brawl, but like, can you imagine if he connected in the temple with a football helmet? Oh, it's death. Yeah. It's death. I mean, it's you, death, I mean, you could kill someone. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's death. To me, that was yeah. that was a murder attempt that we caught on camera. Yeah. He's just his thing on Twitter afterwards, or somebody's. Maybe it was one of his teammates or somebody else in the league was like, "It's football." You know what I'm saying? No, it's, it's not. <laughs> that ain't football, dude. Nope. That's that's. Especially I mean, I like. I mean, I like that kind of shit. I'm, I'm, I'm down. Great. I'm down to yeah. weaponize and and yeah. do what it takes. But like, you're also not in a street fight, dude. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. you're playing football. And dude. then no matter what someone says, even if you did say whatever, I mean, doesn't mean you can hit him in the head with a fucking helmet. Facts. I can call you whatever you want. You know, it's the freedom of speech. But you can't just say hit me in the head with a helmet. That's 100 percent illegal. Yeah. You know? So yeah. Also, yeah, that seems also, like weak. Like Mason, weak Mason Rudolph. I, I I watched that clip a couple times from like a few <laughs> different angles. Yo, I don't know how to say this. That dude seems like a fucking prick, dude. And I even watched an interview where he was talking about it. And I saw a tweet afterwards where like, yo, Mason is a bully. Like in high school, he used to like give me swirlies all the time. Him and his like <laughs> yeah. football friends. And o- Odell said like, Miles is not the type of guy to do that. Mm. So and like he backed him up. He said, yeah, I mean, whatever he yeah, says but what happened. percentage of the NFL are bullies that give people swirlies? Like, let's fucking high, be honest, very high, dude. It's probably like 80, high. 90 yeah. fucking 80. percent. We dude. can all bash on him all we want, though, but it's tough in that heat of the moment shit, too. Right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. like, so, yeah, he ripped the helmet off, and then he's getting attacked by someone else, getting pushed back. Like, your natural instinct's just a, you know, I mean, obviously, yeah, you shouldn't do it, but also in just that instinct moment, yeah, tensions are high. Of course, People dude. are talking shit. Yeah. Like, Stuff yeah. like that is going to happen. Obviously, you shouldn't do it. And it sucks. <laughs> My <but>. dad's a lawyer. <laughs> Literally, bro. Yeah. That was crazy. All right. What else you got? Okay. So, uh, I don't know if you guys saw this. This might be late now. But Kanye West, he performed Jesus is King in uh, the Houston jail. Did you guys see that? No? Really? No. He performed. He went to a jail and performed Jesus is King in the jail. That's it's cool. like one of the most beautiful things I've well, ever so you seen. Know, I mean, you know what that sounds like automatically. What's that? Cash. Johnny Cash. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Performing oh, in uh, yeah. Folsom, Folsom, yeah, Folsom, Folsom County. Yeah. The, I mean, yeah. you can't you can't say anything. Because, I mean, by the way, like, that was one of the most important fucking performances slash musical situations in the history of the Ever. fucking world. Yeah. You know, like, John, Johnny Cash, ultimate fucking badass. Bro, yeah. Going what, to Folsom. What do you guys think about this? Kanye, Kanye's on his, on his Jesus kick. You guys, how are you guys feeling about it? Uh, you a Kanye fan, TJ? Uh, not really, no. What do you, what do you listen to? Um, big time Chili Peppers fan. Hell yeah, Sublime. Yes, Oof, um, there we go. I, you know, Thank you, Vince, that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, um Tom Petty. Oh yeah, yeah, there we go. I love I, I so I love what Kanye is doing. I think it's super innovative. It's super cool. It's super fresh. Although like yeah, Cash did it before. Like like at this oh, point, some, jail shit. Yeah, someone's yeah. got to do it. You For know, sure. who's doing do it. it? But I do think, and I say this like this is anecdotal. I think there's like a cap with how spiritual or religious you can be before it's it's a little too much. I don't know if Kanye is there yet. Too cultish or too forcing it on someone. Like, uh, yeah, man. It just, it can, I love, I love the fact that people can find purpose with religion and yeah, spirituality. 100%. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's, I've, it's even happened in my life a little bit, but yeah. when you start to like only evoke that energy and, and try to 
make it contagious versus just being contagious. To Lead me, my I, example. Bro, I get, I get I, it. My, mm. my thought on mm. it is like, I don't care if it works, doesn't work. He gets called names for it, whatever. It's still better than I was sipping lean. Yeah. You know, yeah. took some Molly, fucked a bitch, yeah, killed yeah, yeah. this dude's mom because she talks to I don't give a fuck if his music's good, bad, sideways. If he's putting out music that makes people want to act better, be better people, be better to one another. I, how could I fucking say anything about True. that yeah. shit? Because yeah. everybody else is trying to shoot every motherfucker, take every fucking drug, and it's like, yeah, if you're gonna be controversial, that's a spot. That's a spot to do it. Hell dude. yeah! Is, I mean, it, is it controversial? It is to the Christians. <laughs> oh, okay. To the wait, Christians, wait, really? Wait, really? Oh yeah, Christians um, aren't like the the main. The, you know, like really hardcore the white Christians. Guy, the white guy from the south. They're not too happy about it. They <laughs> yeah. think it's fake. They think he's just kind of doing it for the show. See, but, like, how could you be? How could you? be like that like right how could like with what he's up against like you want him to go back to the old kanye because by yeah. the way i fucking do i hate to say like i want i want the old kanye back yeah. as much as i do but i, I also know, know that he's not going back to the devil nah, he, ain't. He, he said ain't. la he said the devil runs la yeah i think do, do you guys agree with that i can't disagree with it it's hard to fucking uh, disagree yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so my my uh segue here is uh you'll like this one mike chick-fil-a said monday that it has stopped donations to several christian organizations after receiving backlash from lgbt rights activists over the last several weeks so they basically have been donating money to several christian organizations that don't support same-sex marriage so the lgbt community got pissed and so they they canceled it but obviously chick-fil-a Closed on Sundays. Yeah. Like, so, I don't know, man, there's a shift, right? What do you guys think? I think it's dope. I think it's dope. Yeah, um, of course. I, I think it's just another step forward, another little step forward that I think we need to keep making. Um, and hasn't Chick-fil-A gone through some shit in the past? Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. With being Tons, like bro. homophobic. Even just being or, closed on Sundays, Sundays yeah. too, yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's 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 technically like an incorporation of church and mm-hmm. business or church, you know, whatever we, you want to call it. But. We... We got a Chick-fil-A that was put in down the street on yeah, the corner. Right and at first I was like, oh, that's cool. That's cool Chick-fil-A. Then I realized I don't eat, I don't eat Chick-fil-A. Uh, <laughs> and I actually, I actually don't stand by a lot of their practices either. So it's, and the fucking traffic is horrible now. The traffic, yeah, they have like, it's insane. Fuck you. It was packed when I drove up here. Yeah, they have a full-time here. police officer escorting people in and yep. out of the drive and, co- and cones and stuff now. It's, like, it's what insane. the hell? It's insane. Yeah, what, is that that's for? That's for Chick-fil-A? Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty oh, no sure. Way. Yeah, but let's, let's be honest. I mean, we, we talk all we want, but it's fucking Chick-fil-A, dude. It's, see, see, yes, it's the, it's on the fast food scale. <laughs> like, gonna have it, fucking have it, yeah. donate to fucking Bang Energy or whatever the fuck you want to do. Go hail Trump. I don't give a shit. Those chicken sandwiches are the fucking bomb, bro. <laughs> Those fucking chicken sandwiches are the bomb, bro. The best. I just, I, just, I, can't, I can't get behind it, man. I saw tents in their parking lot that they were like holding something under fly off of the ground and roll, like hit all the cars in the line. Whoa. See, they're a mess. They have no <laughs> idea what's happening. <laughs> this is the best thing I've ever witnessed. The, the Encino Chick-fil-A is a fucking disaster. Yeah, wow. I That's... had a Popeye's one, the spicy chicken, the Popeye's one, because I wanted to compare it, and it was like all like old. It Bro, was, like, someone died over that sandwich, you know. Facts. Wait, what? Wait, someone yeah. got murdered over yeah. it? Someone got murdered someone over got that sandwich. Yeah. No way. Was yeah. it like There's the last one? There's a lot of one? violence around that shit. Yeah. I don't know what it was. It's, it's like... Bro, it's it's a sandwich. That's just <laughs> sad. I mean, bro, sad. I'm not gonna lie to you. Pop, a lot of Popeyes are in like very underprivileged like areas where a lot of that kind of hot shit pops off. And like, I usually got to go to the hood to get a Popeyes chicken sandwich, and <laughs> was, I don't mind was doing it, worth it? it. No. So the last time I went, 
Evan got his without pickles. And so they had to make that one fresh. Mine, they just took the one out from like all the mm. old socks and shit in the back. <laughs> and gave it to me. It tasted it was like it was fucking waterlogged and shit, dude. <laughs> Horrible, dude. What's oh, happening? I wouldn't know any of that stuff. I'm out on I'm out on fast food. No, hold on a second. I don't I don't eat this shit often. Okay, but like we have a, we he, you know he, this this guy's got a chef that's cooking with fresh greenery and all that fun shit. Nice, but, there you go. But I'll enjoy it. What you don't have a cheat little cheat meal type thing? You'd never do it. Uh, I mean, obviously, I will every now and then just because, but it's not like a designated cheat meal. I mean, I try to just do always live live uh, healthy, but um, yeah. it doesn't always work that Spit, way. What is it? Come on, man. What's if it? I could eat anything, yeah. dude? I love pizza. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't? You know, it's yeah. like the easiest thing, and then yeah. it's just carbs galore. You ever mm. had pizza where pizza actually matters in the world? East Coast. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 New, oh, York, no. New York. Don't get him started. New York, or if you want to hyper target even more, New Haven, Connecticut. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I've, I've eaten pizza there that it, like it matters, but I didn't think it was that good. Like I'm what? not. Like I don't think like. Like the floppy, like oh, New York flop. Yeah, man, it's, I'm not into it. Me either. Hey, me just, either. You might as well just eat a string cheese and so <laughs> yeah, it's all melted yeah, everywhere. Yeah. You know, like so. Elk is the move for you, though. <clears throat> What's like that? You, to, you post a lot about elk. Is elk yeah, the I'm, move? I'm a uh, elk, mule deer, whitetail, uh, any kind of like big game. I'm a big time archery hunter. What, I like. That. I was gonna say, what do you shoot with? A bow, a Hoyt. Yeah, a compound I, bow. I think I. Is mine a Hoyt? Do you know who Cameron Haynes is? Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. he's been on the show. He's a huge fan of the UFC. He comes to a lot of the fights, so I get to shoot it up with him. I, I follow all. I mean, that guy's a madman, dude. He's, he's amazing. He, yeah, he, he's, he just got done running like a marathon a day. Dude. <laughs> right? And, like He started it to get in shape for hunting, and now it's a full-on career for him. Is just running marathons and pushing his body to the extreme. That guy's he, he's something else. I don't know where he has the time to do any of it. Facts. He's very busy, man. Facts. But, yeah. I'm, I'm a big-time hunter. I, I live by I – grew, I grew up that way. I've been hunting since I was 12. Um, I don't buy red meat. I only harvest it. Oh. Um, so if you're talking about grass fed or, or uh, anything organic, it's as organic as it gets, you know? Um, anyone who wants to like talk shit on hunting is inhumane. Like you go buy a Big Mac or something at the store, you're killing an animal that lives in a box. Yeah, that's way And worse. the more people that buy it, the more people that buy that kind of meat, the more of them get put in a box to where if more people hunted, dude, the farm animals would be treated better, maybe a lot less of them, right? What, be about, a lot. what about Impossible Burgers? You ever? I've never had one. Would you do it? Um, which one? I don't know which one's in, which one has soy. I would do Just the one that doesn't have soy. No, I don't do any soy. I know one of them's got soy in it. I think impossible doesn't have soy i don't know i mean you're talking to the expert he's right I'm next sure. to you i i, I guess my, my question is just like would you ever switch over to like lab grown like if they no. were like no 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 way there's no way it'd be the same no if you can go hunt it do that all day yeah man i love it i mean it's, it's a way of life for me too i like the escape i like like i said i was out in the middle of nowhere for 10 days no one could text call i can't be on social media no emails can't do any work Safe. um the only kind of communication you have is with your family i was i go with my brother and my dad so it's just like straight up like family bonding and getting out and escaping being one with her nice. that just that just reminded me of one thing i saw when i was completely out of service while i was on tour i don't know how i forgot about this i saw two this is the most american thing ever <sighs> ever i saw two bald eagles banging nice. in the skies <laughs> nice um doing their sky dance or like no, they were i'm sorry they were banging on the ground and then they were doing some things in the sky I saw two American Eagles have sex. That's, dude. that's awesome. That's you know, the best that thing I've ever seen. That makes you actually a better American for having seen it. <laughs> I'm a patriot. Yeah. Absolutely. That's really cool. It was beautiful. <laughs> hey, speaking of banging in the sky, what if you can't get a boner? So I'm looking at a sign here. Our producer Dylan is absent. And it says, don't forget Blue Chew. I don't know who wrote who it. Who the fuck wrote that, can, can, you, can you show this sign? It's it's our producer's chair, but with no producer, but with a sign in it that says, don't forget Blue Chew. Do I have the the the, the copy? 
If you love sex <laughs> and having boners, <laughs> you'll love BlueChew.com. BlueChew offers many performance enhancement for the bedroom. You'd all like to last a little longer and go a few extra rounds. Bluetooth affiliated physicians work with you to find the dosage and active ingredients that is best for you. Chewables can work faster than pills, up to twice as fast. They can be taken out of full or empty st- stomach. It only takes a few minutes to connect with the Bluetooth.com affiliated physician. If you qualify, you get prescribed quickly online. To give you confidence in bed every time. You and your partner will love it. Mike's been using it. And um, wow, I mean, whew, lucky, lucky you, hard. Emily Willis. <laughs> lucky you. Why do you always use her? Do <laughs> and do it. It's a great deal for you guys. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first order free when you use the promo code Logan. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code Logan. It's, I'm not going to lie. It's weird doing a boner, boner read reads. as the close. You want to know something huh? even more in, strange? Is that these? Uh, there's a lot of boners being had right now, and people are thinking of you. Mm. They use a promo code to have your boner, dude. Oh wow. yeah, that is true. Like, have you thought of that? They're Just, like, yo, uh, I wish I had a boner. What's that promo code again? Oh yeah, Logan. Like they're looking down. <laughs> and they're like Logan. <laughs> <laughs> like, Wait, why are they saying their promo code to their dicks? <laughs> I don't know, bro. Because it's the best boner they've ever had, probably. Fuck yeah, Logan! You gave me this boner, <laughs> and I appreciate you it. You're giving boners, my guy. Well, for, for the men out there and anyone who identifies as male, just with great power comes great responsive owners. <laughs> I don't know about the last part. Listen, listen, guys. You got to own your boner. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Impulsive. Uh, we're going to do extended audio only with TJ. Right now, but bro, thank you for coming on, man. Man, heck yeah. All I gotta say is uh, when we're getting you in the cage rather than the ring. Yes, sir. I know, I know, bro. It's it's gonna be soon. Sweet. I think that might be the next move. Would you be down to train him? Yeah, I would love to. I was gonna say, that'd be awesome. That'd be crazy. Hell yeah, that'd be cool. Damn. Um, Where can they find you on social? Uh, Just TJ Dillashaw. Makes sense. Yeah. Everything's TJ Dillashaw. Website's tjdillashaw.com. I got a fit to fight program on there. You want to get in shape or learn to kick someone in the head, take them down, whatever (laughs) it may be. Um, You can be a professional athlete. You can be a soccer mom. doesn't matter who you are. I got something for everyone. You got anything Uh, for disgruntled podcasters (laughs) that want to punish their boss? You'd be a a lot less aggressive. So maybe you'd punish them a little lighter, you know? (laughs) Um, All right, guys. Hit that subscribe button. Audio only right now, exclusively on Spotify and iTunes. We'll see you later. Peace. Uh, when the first time you kick someone in the head, because I've never done that. <laughs> yeah. What it feel like? Like, is kicking hard to learn? Yeah, man, for sure. I feel like it takes a lot more like athleticism to get it down, like the full movement, because it takes like I mean your biggest muscles in your body, a lot of your core, and to be athletic while doing it without like having to fall over mm. or get your leg up that high and just uh, having the full coordination to do it, it takes a while for sure. Um, especially if you're not like limber. I'm, I'm I'm super flexible, but yeah. I have some problems with my hips, and I heard kicking takes a lot of energy too. Oh yeah, you get t- more. I mean do anytime I hit mitts with my coach like when we start getting into the kicks when we start off with hands warming up start getting into your kicks you gotta know you're gonna get tired I mean think about like like sprinting or doing deadlifts or anything like super heavy on your legs mm. it makes you a lot more tired than doing curls if I were to do MMA that's 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 the I've done zero kicking like mm. I've done BJJ wrestling striking yeah. well then you're ahead of the game if you've wrestled and done jujitsu like I would say start there if anyone's looking to get in MMA that's where you need to start yep. that's more important than than anything right I mean is, is learning how someone not to let someone control you Facts. it's the easiest way to, to fuck someone up if, if is, is learning how to wrestle but I often find the most Exciting fights for me are the striking ones. Oh, 100%. You know? Yeah. And you're a striker now, too, which is, yeah, yeah. which is interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. It Again, like pulling yourself out of like the wrestling world and mm-hmm. becoming a, a good striker, it, I, I'm wondering why like some of the guys that I grew up with, can, do you, like, are you familiar with the Palmers? 
Oh yeah, I'm real good friends with Lance Palmer. Oh, so what's what's going on with him? He's in PFL. He's in the million dollar tournament. He won it last year, so he won a million dollars. Whoa, no way. Yeah, yeah, and he gets paid throughout every one of his fights too. Now he's in the finals for the second year in a row for the million dollar tournament. Wow. Um, he's fighting a guy in that finals that he's already beaten twice. So obviously, you don't underestimate any opponent, but I mean, it's in the bag for him. Facts. Um, that guy's an animal, dude. He's uh, one of the strongest human beings I've ever <laughs> grappled with. Really? Know? Dude, insane. He's one of the guys in Ohio that like, just a f- I'm looking at pictures of him right now. Just yeah. a fucking machine. Dude, he is. His- is. Is he not doing, like, why not Bellator or UFC for him? Shit, he's in the perfect organization. He's in this million-dollar tournament they keep doing. He's uh, racking. I mean, he's making more money in this league than he'd make in the uh, UFC. What a six- and he's fighting easier guy. I mean, not to talk shit on anyone. There's good guys. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, to win a belt and to make the, make it to the very top of the UFC, like, it's a whole nother level. I mean, the, the competition's a lot harder. Um, he looked to get into it. Um, early in his career, he was strictly a wrestler. Um, he, I mean, that's, so that's one thing you talk about with guys that are wrestlers that you don't see them get into the striking as much is because they can win fights solely on wrestling. Mm. Like you can win an entire fight. So it's hard to get out of your comfort zone to learn something new that you could get caught and get knocked out. But if you know how to wrestle, it's so much easier to just use that to your ability. So it's hard to get out of your comfort zone. You have to like really put yourself in an uncomfortable situation. Like, you know, some, like I'll do things like if I'm trying to work, the way I got good at softball is just like I forced myself to do it. Like I'm right-handed, but I don't have a stance anymore because I can go, I'm ambidextrous. But I made myself get uncomfortable and spar just hours and hours and hours in that softball stance. I made myself uncomfortable. When you wrestle, which foot do you have forward? Right. Right. So softball then would benefit Southpaw. you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, my, my motion and stuff was more comfortable right foot forward. But when you're right-handed, you're always taught to yeah. put your, your power in the back, yeah. right? But I actually prefer the more coordinated hand out front. You throw it twice as much. It helps you judge distance. Interesting, wow. interesting. So I actually think um, it has a big role in a lot of uh, success for people like uh, Terrence Crawford. He's uh, right-handed, and now he does a lot of his fights southpaw, even though he started out orthodox. Mm. And the same thing, he just unloads with his hooks and his mm. jabs lead hand. It's a, it's a closer punch. It's less dangerous to throw it. Um, you use it more often, so why not be more accurate with it? You, you know? don't have that big power shot as much. You, I'm sure you develop it, but you develop it, yeah. But it's not there in your back pocket, right? But imagine if he had come out with that right jab, with a fucking powerful right jab with yeah. a strong hand yeah, yeah, yeah. for the whole fight, and then mm-hmm. just save that left for just yeah, yeah. you know whatever it, else. Yeah, what it should have coulda, bro. No, no, no. It's every fight, know, even if you it's, win. It's, yeah. it's not even yeah. what it should have coulda because you would have never thought to that. I'm just saying, like, is it something? It's pretty unorthodox. Very unorthodox. Yeah, it takes, it takes. like I said, you got to make yourself uncomfortable. Like you're going to suck yeah. at first. Uh, right? yes, you yeah. have to make yourself uncomfortable and put yourself in those situations. I don't care if it's business. I don't care if it's fighting. I don't care if it's any kind of sport. If you're going to make gains something different, you got to do something uncomfortable. Got to you know? seek discomfort. You can't just keep doing the same shit because then you're going to know who I am. Like say I'm training for an opponent and he knows who I'm going to, like he knows I do this, he knows I do that. Like, the reason why I've been been so good and been able to adapt to things is because I add new wrinkles to my game all the time. Mm. I do new sorts of techniques. I work with new coaches. I travel the world, which I got shit with shit about it at first. Is that I didn't like stay home at one training facility. I went mm. and found the best coaches in the world. I traveled to them. I trained with them. I everyone's got something to teach. Maybe it might not sink in with me, or maybe it will. That's a chance I'm willing to take, and yeah. so I'm willing to travel and find those coaches and, and get into those uncomfortable situations. Um, like when I boxed Lomachenko, like I had no, like, even though I did good cause my movement's weird for an MMA fighter or for a boxer, yeah. but, uh, 
Like I didn't have no business being in there. Right? <laughs> I was nervous as shit. Like that motherfucker's the best boxer in the world. Yeah. Um, but I put myself in that situation. I was nervous as shit going in there just to try to perform and, and, and show them what I had. I'm a UFC champion coming in sparring with him. So I wanted to prove myself, but I put myself in those situations. Yeah. You know? um, do, you think, do you think a good fighter makes a good coach? Not always. No. I mean, same with any sport. I mean, a good golfer can't make a good coach. A good bat. I mean, some of the worst actual athletic people are good coaches because they can study it. Um, I love coaching. I've always coached. Um, I've actually, like, I was, like, one of the coaches at Alpha Mill before I left. Um, and I'm, now I'm coaching at Team Alpha Mill down in uh, Orange County. Or not Team Alpha, training lab down in Orange County. Um, and so I love to coach. It's always just something that's came natural to me. Mm. Um, but I also can do it. And I feel like that's really rare and, and most I mean, there are those that can do it but it's really rare what about would you ever use a first time coach for like a big fight um <laughs> Someone that what are you doing right now i was just curious i mean i, I would yeah i mean brain. i would add them to my game i like uh, for me i'm always gonna have Dwayne ludwig in my corner that's a for sure oh, okay. and i've had like so my first cody fight i had two new coaches in my corner i had a new jiu-jitsu coach and i had a new wrestling coach uh felipe del monica at gracie baja and daryl christensen hmm. daryl christian he uh, was my wrestling coach uh i brought both them in for that that fight for the first time ever um i moved to colorado other than Dwayne as being my main coach i had three new coaches in my corner when Holy I was out shit. there. So like I said, I've traveled. I've traveled in and put new coaches in my corner. Someone that can, maybe this fight, I need to do a technique that I wasn't doing before. So I need that coach to help me out with it, mm. right? So maybe I want to do spinning heel kicks my next fight. I'm going to go find Raymond Daniels to be in my corner, right? Or maybe I want to do more Greco-Roman wrestling. So and I'm going to put Daryl Christian in my corner. Um, the one guy that's always a must um, is Dwayne Ludwig. And then I always put my brother, uh, my older brother in my corner as well too, just because he fucking loves it. And uh, we grew up be like best friends, you know? So he's always mm -hmm. in my corner just to experience it. You talked about being nervous before uh, you sparred Lomachenko. And I know like, not I, I don't think I've seen a lot of MMA fighters do this, but Darren Till has admitted before that he's like actually fearful before he walks into the ring or yeah. the octagon. There's tons are, of guys like that. Are, are, does that, are you... Uh, walking with fear no. when you go to fight? Maybe when I first started, I'd walk with fear. I mm. mean, once you get comfortable. But guys, even still, like like the Donald Cerrone's of the world, even mm. though he comes out, he does not look scared and he performs great. When he's in the locker room, he's like deathly sick and nervous. He's like, man, why the fuck do I do this? I don't want to fight him. No why am I doing this? Way. But then he walks out and he's an animal and he fights all the time. Yeah. I think he's learning to like it a little bit more, but he was like that. I mean, there's a guy that I know, Brian Caraway. He's uh, on Ultimate Fighter with me. Like that guy would be throwing up before his fights. You know? Damn. And he'd been fighting before fighting was even cool. Like uh, back early 2000s, yeah. you know? Um, so there's still guys to this day that walk out deathly scared, but some guys perform scared. Yep. You yep. know, I walk out with a smile on my face, like trying to like show off, mm. you know, and, mm -hmm. and that's how I know I perform the best. Mm -hmm. And once you find that, you kind of use that energy. I'm still nervous, but my nervous energy has now been turned into fun to where my nervous energy used to be like, fuck, you know, like yeah. I'm scared. Yep. Right. Yep. But you learn to adapt to what energy makes you the best. Got and it. My mind's like having fun. So I've tricked myself into fucking having fun, nice. you know, but I do love it now that I've found out how to do it. I fucking love it, dude. Like, there's no higher high or lower low than uh, fighting. I mean, it's like you have no one else. You don't have a team to blame. Mm. You have no one else. Like, you're going to lose a fight. It's all on you. You're fucking in the dumps and for a while. And Facts. if you go and win, you're fucking champion of the yeah, world. Yeah, the man. You know it's I mean? crazy, like, crazy how that works. High, yeah. high risk, high reward. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. that's the name of the game. For sure, man. Um, yeah.
got to get your blood boiling. You got to do something that makes you feel alive. Otherwise, what's the fucking point of life? Yeah, facts. You know, I mean, it may yeah. not be fighting for you, but you got to find something that's going to like get you excited. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool, man. Well, thanks for coming on again, bro. Hell yeah. Thanks for having that me. That was bro. fun. Hey, yeah. uh, if you're listening to the audio only, we love you. That's super cool. And uh, I, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Impulsive, the number one podcast in the world. Until next time, take it easy. Peace. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney, make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusion supply. See store or jcp.com for details.